Welcome to another special episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, where you never know what you're going to get, and this time you're going to get a Christmas special. Woohoo! We're doing an actual play. I'm Adam, and with me, of course, as always, are Dan and Terry. Hello. Hello. And uh, Merry Christmas. We're actually releasing this on Christmas Day, although we're recording it a couple of weeks in advance. So, guys, uh, we're doing an actual play again today, which I'm super excited about. I know we're all super excited about it. We've been sitting here already for an hour before we hit record, yeah. being all jazzed about it. And uh, there are a few ground rules that we just want to make sure that everybody knows before we get started. Uh, this is a one-shot. It's a one-off. We've made a couple of level 8 characters yep. that we will introduce um, in-game. We are going to take turns uh, at, as Dungeon Master, and we're going to rotate the, um, the character sheets around the table as well. So there are two characters and, and one Dungeon Master, and we're all going to get a turn playing each. When it comes to combat and things, we're going to be really leaning towards the rule of cool because that's really more fun for a, for a one-shot. The nitty-gritty and encumbrance and all of that is being left by the wayside yeah. because we're all about fun today. And uh, each of the... As opposed, I'm sorry, to, sounds, as opposed to our regular... It like, sounds so fucking, sarcastic to hear you so jolly. Well, I I freaking love Christmas. I legitimately do. So, um, I, you know, I have four D&D Christmases, and this is one of them. Good. So I'm very excited about it. So, uh, and the last thing is, we've awarded uh, each of the characters 3D6 inspiration dice yeah, to yeah. be used on any D20 roll except death saves. Mm -hmm. So that... Um, it just kind of lets us hedge our bets a little bit. And we can stack these? You can use all three in one go if you want? You can, but the next person won't get them if you do that. Okay. So, yeah, uh, these these are per character. Per so character, if, right? If, uh, we know Terry's starting out, so if Terry starts off and Adam and I blow through all three of That's our That's good, because I blast him straight dice. away. I blast him on the first roll if I miss that attack. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there are three D6. You may hear us say, hey, I'm going to blow uh, an inspiration die. Uh, that's what we're talking about, and um, and the order of Dungeon Masters, we've already decided ahead of time. Uh, we rolled initiative for it. Terry's going to start, I'm going to go second, and Dan is going to wrap us up at the end. Yep. Yep. Uh, so this is the It's a Mimic Christmas special. Let's, uh, let's have a little jingle and get started, shall we? It's a cold and frosty Christmas Eve in the town of Tinkerville. The various taverns and houses are being warmed with warm glows of fires and candles uh, in the windows and uh, the majority of the town is finding themselves in any of the, the three taverns. Um, the two of you, your characters being Dan, what's the name of your character? Uh, Bindle Witch Cuddlecatch. And Adam, the name of your character? My name is Gumdrop Spitwhistle. Oh, wow. Okay, well, we're up to a So we got to do that. Okay. Well, sorry, I should say, uh, Adam's doing the voice right away, so I'll just do my voice. Bindle Witch Cuddle Catch. These are the two characters. Absolutely. Oh, my yeah, goodness. So Bindle Witch and... And Gumdrop. And Gumdrop are, <laughs> are with their halfling and gnome friends in the local tavern, which is entitled The Snow Queen. The Snow Queen Tavern. Uh, there is, um... I know her. <laughs> you do? Know her. Yeah. 
There, there are hundreds of townspeople in the town now, and everybody's very excited because Santa is going to be coming this evening. He usually shows up around midnight, and of course, like every year, you get to see Santa fly over the mountain from the North Pole, land in each of the roofs, and it's expected that everybody will stay in the tavern until Santa has finished delivering his presents, and then he'll return to the North Pole, at which time everybody returns to their families. Okay? You're sat at the bar, engaging in conversation with each other, and you're looking around the room, there's various games being played. Some people are, are betting and trading magic items on tables, or magical lanterns and, and, and arrows and such. Um, there's tavern um, servers are serving all kinds of sweet and, and, and candied beers, and some people are drinking bourbon. Bindlewitch, what's your what's your go-to Christmas drink on Christmas Eve? Muled wine. Muled wine, okay. Is that similar to mulled wine? Yes. Or does it always involve a donkey? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> mold wine. Mold wine. Yes. No donkeys. Hot mold wine. Hot specifically. And gumdrop. What is your go-to Christmas drink? A tall, warm glass of milk. Okay. Anything in the milk? Just my lips. <laughs> oh, wow. That was, Love. That was so creepy. That was so creepy. <laughs> okay. You're enjoying gum your drop. tall glass gumdrop. of milk. Gumdrop. Gumdrop. Uh, can you get me more wine, please? These servers are slow as hell. I need more wine. If I'm to deal with this stupid Christmas Eve stuff, I need more wine. Sounds like you've got enough whining already, bud. <laughs> Would you like some cookies? They'll put a little smile on your face, and they're good in your tum-tum. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, God, I don't like You know what? If, if I say yes, can you play us a song, too? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bring, bring the cookies. Gumdrop, you're bringing the cookies. Gumdrop disappears off for a second uh, and, and returns with some what appears to be chocolate chip cookies, but you quickly uh, realize they're actually oatmeal raisin cookies. I'm okay with this. You're okay. Christmas is harsh. <laughs> it's a little bit of cinnamon. And then Gumdrop, would you like to play a little song? Absolutely. You would? Okay. Sure, Gumdrop plays a song on it. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I can do this. Everything is good at Christmas time. We're all happy and it's all fine. You should really smile and be real good. Boom! The tavern door opens and a townsperson jumps in in the middle of the song and, and, and yells to the crowd, Santa! He's here! Santa's here! Yeah! Oh, it's time! The whole tavern stands up, rushes to the window, presses their hands on their faces against the glass so that they can see, see Santa. Can't see. And they're pushing each other out. Gumdrop I, I, I walk up behind uh, Gumdrop and just like begrudgingly grab him by the hips and lift him up Bindle above which, everybody, everybody else. Bindlewitch the halfling grabs Gumdrop the gnome by the waist and lifts him up overhead so that he can see Santa because you've never met Santa, Gumdrop. No, I know. But most people in the town have. Uh-huh. That's true. That's why I came here. And you look out across through the glass and you just see coming up from over the mountain that white and red glow that everybody knows to be Santa's sleigh just starting to streak across the skyline. And it comes closer and closer. Everybody's very excited. And then it starts to dip down, which is unusual. It doesn't usually do this. But it starts to pick back up again and lift back up. And then it looks like it kind of does a little sort of flip. He doesn't normally do that, but we're excited. Maybe he's Gum. showing off this year. Gumdrop. <laughs> Gumdrop. Um, is... and, I, and I reach in my pocket. I just start, yeah. like, like shuffling my hand around in my front pocket. Okay. <laughs> just, just super excited. Just be um, careful. And I pull out the candy tin. Okay. What? <laughs> just... Be careful pulling out your candy can with this many people around, okay? Okay, uh, Bindlewitch? Um, is, 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 uh, 
Is Santa there? Like, do, do you see him coming down? Uh-huh. Um, does he got that same smug look on his face? I can't see him. The sleigh is coming, and it's getting closer. And it drops, and it picks back up, and it drops again. But now it seems to be going too low, too far out of town. He's coming in too fast. It's He's far too do a flyby. And the sleigh what? comes so low to the ground, it boom, crashes into the ground and skips back up again. Kind of does a flip over, lands back down, and then you see him. You see... The leader of the Christmas God that everybody knows to be Rudolph Lightbringer. The Firbolg Knight that wears the crimson red armor. And this time he appears to be with Blitzen and Comet, two very famous knights of Christmas. And they smash by. Blitzen and Comet are not attached to the sleigh. That's unusual. They usually are. And for some reason, Rudolph seems to be gripping hold tightly of a snowman. And he lands and slides just in front of the tavern. And even more unusually so. He now starts to beat the snowman in the face with his bare hands. This is very unusual. Is there anything you would like to do at the time? Um, because I'm holding up Gumdrop, Yeah. I just have like a wall of flesh in front of me. I cannot see anything, but I feel the ground kind of shake when the, when the sleigh hits the ground. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I pretty much put Gumdrop on my shoulders, so he's standing up on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, what, 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 what's going on? Why, why is the ground shaking? The ground is shaking. Rudolph is beating this snowman in the face with his bare hands. You've never seen this before, Gumdrop. This is very unusual. I, I don't understand what's happening. And I've got like my little my little autograph book mm-hmm. that's out, and it's just like kind of sitting limply in my hands as I'm confused and scared. And as you hold that autograph book, the whole crowd <gasps> erupts in fear and drops down. You're the only. They take cover. You're the only one still standing. As, Holy jeez! As Comet. From the back of the sleigh, whips around his tail machine gun and goes and fires snowballs across the tavern in an attempt to hit another snowman. And you hear him shout, "Ah, shake, get down!" The glass smashes. I duck on the windows. I, I, I don't. But I've, I've yeah, you're on my shoulder, so I, like, I, I just drop gumdrop and hit the deck. Comet is very careful not to hit you, and there is now an outline around your body. As you look at the bar behind you, it's a gnome-shaped outline of where he did try and miss you, and he did successfully so. Blitzen unstraps himself from the sleigh. He was the one who was helping pull the sleigh as Rudolph was fighting the snowman, and pulls out a heavy crossbow, and now starts to fire shots into other snowmen that are appearing. Is there anything you would like to do? Uh, where are these snowmen appearing from? Are they like lifting up out of the ground? They're, they're they... lifting up out of the ground and then advancing. Right now, you see about seven of them. So, um, I would like to. Uh, is there any cinnamon spiced whiskey just lying around on a table near me? There, are, there is a table full of. Dri- Can you roll out a perception check? Sure. Uh, that is a 12 plus my perception of 8, which means I've got a 20. A 20. You look over to the right, you see a table full of drinks. One of them is in a coffee mug with a tall cinnamon stick sticking out. You've drank this beverage before. You know that that is a cinnamon spice whiskey, if ever you've seen it. I, I, I quickly scramble over to this thing and save the whiskey. And I bring it down next to me. And I look up a gun drop and be like, what, uh, sh- should we be helping them? I'm already out the door. You're out the door. Oh, God. I, I chug the whiskey down, like the entire mug of whiskey, which I'm assuming is like a normal, like, human-sized mug, mm-hmm. but with my little halfling is just like, I yeah. chug the entire thing down. And then <laughs> scramble up after uh, Gumdrop, grabbing my fish hook, which is my weapon of choice. Sure. Because uh, Bindle Witch comes from a family of 
halfling fisherman. Sure. Who who fish the Arctic cuttlefish, <laughs> which is why his last name is Cuttlecatch. <laughs> Not Cuddle, C-U-D-D-L-E, but C-U-T-T-L-E, Cuttlecatch. Sure. Gumdrop believes it's Cuddle. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> like Cuddle, like yeah. to have a big long hug. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. Gumdrop, you're first out of the door. As you rush out of the door, Rudolph finished beating this snowman and stands up and says, Citizen, get down! Grabs hold of you, pins you into the floor. He smells like David Beckham has been bathing in cinnamon. I love you. And he holds you then. I love you so much. Take care, citizen. Okay. <laughs> gumdrop, gumdrop, gumdrop! And I'm going to come like out and around from the front of the tavern at this point mm-hmm. with my hook. My big fish hook that is about the same size I am almost. It's just sure. a big, big hook. Um, what do I see around me? Do I see any like snowmen around me? What you see around you is Blitzen turns towards you with a heavy crossbow and a bolt pointed at your face. About seven or eight snowmen are popping up from around you. One has been beaten into mush uh, beside you. Uh, Rudolph Lightbringer, the the um, the knight of the of the Christmas guard, is pinning down Gumdrop to protect him. And, uh, and Blitzen yells at you, Sir, get down! And then fires a bolt towards you. I duck. And over your head. Okay, at this point we need to roll initiative. And we'll roll for these guys. I got a lucky 13. Oh! Funny enough, I rolled a 4, plus my 9, which is also a lucky 13. You guys got 13? Okay. We're the luckiest Christmas pals of all time. <laughs> so this means uh, that. <clears throat> so this means <laughs> that the snowmen get to go first. Oh joy! They all <coughs> seem to have similar features yet different. There's various fruits being used as their noses and their eyes. They have little pieces of coal and different arrangements, different kinds of hats. Uh, and then there's one much larger snowman that starts to advance now. That says um, he yells kind of loudly towards you. Tell Santa Claus we're here to send a message. The war ain't over and never even began. Get him, boys! <laughs> Three of the snowmen looking. Holy crap! I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Holy candy cane, that's frosty! <laughs> oh man, look the snowman! Three of, the, three of the snowmen immediately pick up snowballs and hurl two each. Towards Blitzen. <laughs> and, uh. Down goes Frazier. Oh, sorry, I said there, I gotta throw one, one, one more. And only two of those snowballs hit, though. Blitzen manages to duck four, and then stands back up, two, poof, poof, hit him in the armor. And you, you hear him kind of react. He's taking pain, but he managed to steal himself um, for a second. Uh, the head snowman seems to be holding back a little bit. Uh, there are four other snowmen. They're going to roll their attacks. Two of them, they're not able to see you, Gumdrop. You are very much pinned below Rudolph. Um, but two of them will hurl icicles towards Rudolph himself. And only one of them hits. A huge black icicle, almost like a long spear, <laughs> comes hurling across and narrowly misses you, uh, Gumdrop, as poof, it plunges into the side of the crimson armor of Rudolph. And you hear it. And blood just starts to come out of his mouth. And he locks eyes on you and he says, Stay down. Don't move. I'll hold him off as long as I can. And he, his head falls down. This is Rudolph, the local folk hero that everybody knows. The hero of the Christmas guard appears to be bleeding out now on top of you. 
Comet at this point yells across, Rudolph, get down! And tries to fire his machine gun as much as he can. It's your turn now, guys. You can do what you like to do. Uh, do you want to rock, paper, scissors? Do you go first? Sure. Uh, rock, one, two, three, shoot. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, uh, Binda Witch is, uh, uh, he has a level five rogue, level three ranger. Sure. Um, and, uh, specifically he is a hunter and he will, uh, look towards, uh, Frosty, yeah. who is standing in the back a little further away. About yeah. how far away from me? He's is about he? 30 feet from the action. He's about 30 feet from the action? Yeah. Okay. So from you, he'd be about 40 feet away. Okay. <coughs> I will, as my bonus action, I will, uh, um, Designate him as my Slayer's Prey. Sure. Um, which means I will be doing a additional D6 with the first hit on each round. And I will be running over to... Um, through the snowmen uh, with my hook out. And I'm going to make my way as close to him as I can. And when I get 25 feet away, because I am just a lowly halfling, mm -hmm. I am going to uh, throw my fish hook with all my might at him. Okay. Okay. Um, so, my attack is a uh, 24, 17 plus 7. To hit? Yeah, to that hit. definitely hits. Okay. Um, my fish hook does a d4 damage, but because he's my slayer's prey, um, it's another d6. There's no one else around him, so I won't get my sneak attack damage. There's no one well. else around him okay, right cool. now. No worries. So, I'll roll my damage here, and mm -hmm. I am going to do... Um, 11 points of, uh, piercing damage. 11 points against yeah. the larger snowman. Um, and while I'm doing this, I'm yelling for Gumdrop, you know, uh, Help Rudolph, I got this guy! Okay. So as the, as the fish hook, so you hurl the fish hook towards him, and yeah. woof, 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 pierces into his shoulder, and he, ugh, kind of steals himself, looks back at you and says, You're jingling the wrong bells, my boy! starts to steal back a little bit. Um, Gumdrop, it's your turn. Rudolph is bleeding out on top of you with a black icicle going from the right of his armor and uh, outward to the left. I'm gonna use my, my basic interaction, just like kiss him on the forehead and say, I'm gonna be right back. And then um, I'm gonna like wiggle out. And how wide is this street? Uh, the street is probably, the street is fairly wide. It's actually probably 30 feet across. How many snowmen can I get within like a tw uh, twenty foot diameter, like a ten foot radius? Um, you would get three. There's two. So there's one kind of uh, behind your head if you're as you're laid down, and then there are like two more that if you would just kind of just look up over the top of Rudolph, you would see two more at his feet. But I would also hit him with an area of effect. I'd hit Rudolph as well. He's laid on top of you. Okay. Can I move at all to, to yeah, get out? Yeah, you can out get out from it. He'll, he'll let you out. Yeah, you could move. Say if you move like 10 feet towards the other side of the street, you would get the, the three people in, but he Rudolph would be off on the edge, so you wouldn't hit him. Okay, all right. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to reach into my, to my jacket, mm -hmm. and I'm going to pull out a triangle. Okay. And I'm going to say, Although your snowballs are spherical... It's time for a Christmas miracle. Oh, and then I hit it, seems, it seems to hurt them when you do that. And then and then I hit the triangle, it goes ding, which casts shatter. I'm casting this at fourth level. Okay. Holy <laughs> crap. Okay. A sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of, of your choice within range. Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere uh, centered on the point must make a constitution saving throw. Okay. All right. A creature made of inorganic material has disadvantage on the saving throw. <laughs> okay. Alright, so this is a DC 15 con save. Okay, just checking my con right here. 
DC 15? Yep. So <laughs> with, with disadvantage. With dis. Oh, okay. Let me do this one at a time then. That was a natural, natural 20, 20 but the other dice. Okay, first one fails. Second one. Well, fail. Two failed. Third one. Fails. Yeah, that was I, terrible. No, the good I, ones I, terrible. I loved how if you had advantage, those would be fantastic. No, 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 no. I think it was like a 20, 18, and a 17. 20, 18 and a 17. But your other dice were a 2, a 3, and a 4. 2, a 3, and a 4. So all three of them failed. What was the effect though? T- they're going to take damage. So they're going to take some thunder damage. Oh. It's normally 3d8, but I'm casting it two levels higher, so it's 5d8 thunder damage. Okay. Uh, that is 14, uh, 24. 24 thunder damage on three of them. So all three of them simultaneously, as you see on this con, and boof, kind of shat, sh- shudder, and then you see the snow start to fall from them, their branches kind of slip, and they have to just kind of correct themselves and come back up, but you can see that a lot of their mass has fallen off. They're still, well, they're not, al- well, they're alive, they're mobile, <laughs> they're still alive and kicking, but they, they have taken noticeable damage at this point, Okay. Um, Do I have enough movement to get out of the way and hide somewhere? You probably have. Uh, we've taken like 10 feet of movement. So. Okay, so I've got 15 left. Yeah, so. so there's buildings on either side of the street. You've moved yourself further into the, the middle of the street, though. Can I duck into just like, like a doorway? Uh, what is close to you, you could, or another option is what is close to you is the sleigh has landed in the middle of the street, and that's where Comet is firing this big machine gun from. So you can either go into a doorway, under the sleigh, wherever you want to go. All right, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna jump up into the sleigh and kind of duck down. I'm going to look up at him and go, <laughs> <laughs> So as you jump up into the sleigh, you see this huge furbolg in this heavy um, armor, which is a combination of, uh, of white and gold and black uh, trim, firing this huge machine gun. And there's these big, like, fancy buttons, all different lights. So there's different things you see on there. You see, yeah, you see, uh, you see a flame symbol, with, uh, with five smaller flames along the bottom. Two of them are out, only three of those flames are lit right now. You see a, a pile of coal on one of them. Um, one that looks like a little gate. Uh, you see um, one that looks like uh, flashing lights. <coughs> and you see uh, one that looks like a little toy soldier. Uh, these are the more noticeable lights that you see on the slate, but you can hide down, you are undercover. Uh, so that would bring us to uh, Blitzen's turn, and uh, Blitzen at this point is going to start to make his way um, towards the sleigh. He sees you jump in, and he's going to use his action to strap the leather straps back on him so that he is able to pull the sleigh. And you see him, poof, his eyes light up for a second, and angelic wings poof, come out from the back of his heavy armor. Um, and for his movement, uh, for the rest of now his Now he's, he's a furbolg with angelic wings coming out of armor. Coming out of his armor. That is fantastic. I love that image. He's going to use the remainder of his movement now to start to run forwards. And the Comet has to grip that machine gun tightly. Um, and he starts to run forwards. And the sleigh will start to just lift off slightly um, from the ground. So he's trying to uh, to get the sleigh to fly. But do, just doing it by himself, it's a little bit harder now. Okay. Uh, that will bring us back to uh, the snowman. Uh, at this point... Oh, sorry. He's going to bring us back to uh, the, the leader snowman, Frosty. He's um, 10 feet away from me at this point, or 5 feet? It, he's, uh, he'll be 10 feet away from okay. me. Yeah, he's a little bit further back. So Frosty's going to say, I want no part of this. Boys, bring in the, bring in the, uh, what do you call it? The reinforcements. <laughs> these, these large, uh, devilish-looking white hawks start to fly towards the ball and kind of circle around Frosty just to give him a little bit of extra protection. Um, 
the the uh, the snowman are gonna start to uh, advance on Blitzen now to try and stop him from getting away. Uh, there's, so there's gonna be three of them that are gonna be able to attack him. And two of them hit him. Do some damage here. Blitzen is gonna take 18 points of bludgeoning damage from those. You know those snowballs? There's always that one dick that throws a snowball that's mostly ice. Yep. That's what these dicks are probably in. But it brings us back to your turn. Whoever's going first. Um, so he's got a bunch of crows or hawks? They're like white hawks. White yeah. hawks just circling, circling him? around him now, yeah. Okay. Um, beasts are my favorite enemy. Okay, excellent. Um, They're about 20 feet above his head. About 20 feet above his head. Uh, what do I know of these hawks? Like, these specific type of hawks? Will you roll a nature check? Sure. I have advantage because they're my favorite enemy. That's cocked. That is uh, 17. 17. Um, these are like a winter variant of a of a of a, a bloodhawk that you would know. So they use pack tactics. They are very they have very keen senses. Uh, they're very vicious. They're going to work together, and they will likely work together to single out one enemy. In okay. this case, it's probably going to be you. Um, Fair enough. But these hawks are clearly obeying the commands uh, from Frosty. So you seem to be the most immediate threat. So you know that they are likely going to focus their attention on you. Um, what I know, kind of. What I'm looking for is, is there a thing that these hawks like more than anything else that I could distract them with to kind of remove them from the battle for a round or two? Like, maybe throw a hunk of meat, because, like like I said, Bindlewitch is a hunter. Yeah. So he's got, like, this bag full of, like, hunting gear and, and furs and... They are bloodthirsty, but they're also these... They seem to be very highly trained. trained? They're, okay. they're, they're, they're trained, and then they immediately followed his command. Okay, cool. Um, then I'm just going to run up the rest of the way to um, Frosty. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Don't ho- do it, kid! My, my hook is still in his... Uh, yeah, always in there. Yeah, okay. In there. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to look up at him and be like, Listen, I, I, I don't like Santa Claus. I don't like any of this, but uh, Rudolph's pretty badass and he's a buddy of mine. So I'm... <laughs> I, this is business. Sure. And I grab a hold of the hook that is still in him, mm-hmm. and I pull it down as hard as I can. Okay. Um, which, just a melee attack. Yeah, just roll using for my an strength. attack. Yeah. The hook's already in him, but we're going to roll for the attack to see if you can get purchase on it and pull it okay. down. Um, that is a 23. Yeah, that will hit. That okay. will hit Frosty. So, um, this will be plus uh, Bindle Witch's strength, which is an 18, so okay. this the plus 4. Um, our... That is a total of uh, 10 points of damage to Frosty. 10? Yeah. Um, and then, as a bonus action, with my hook now back in my hands, yeah. I am going to disengage mm-hmm. uh, with my uh, cunning uh, cunning action Yeah. and run the hell away. Okay. <laughs> um, what is within 35, uh, sorry, 25 feet of me? Is there any place that I could kind of... Get protection. You from can the within twenty five feet. If you go back towards the center of the action, you'll be running past snowman, but they won't get an attack of opportunity because you're going to be more than five feet away from yep. them. But you can get to the back of the sleigh, okay. which is going up the street away from you. But you can get to it. Yeah, I'm going to book it towards the sleigh. And sure. 
Um, is there a way like I could jump on the back of the sleigh and like roll an athletics check? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like use check. my big old fish hook to like hook it in the back of the sleigh and pull myself up. Yeah, let's do athletics or acrobatics. We'll do either one. Um, I'll do acrobatics because that's a little bit better for me. So like I'll, I'll do like a somersault and then push myself up and flip sure. through the air. Yep. Um, for a twenty-five. Yep. So you kind of run along your little feet, make it, and you see. The, the sleigh's kind of making tracks. Um, Comet on the back sees what you're doing and encourages you, come on lad, come on lad, you can do it. And you, you flip and you, whoosh, that hook lands into the back of the wooden sleigh and you're able to pull yourself on. You see Gumdrop in there, fascinated by all these lights and all these buttons, there's about eight or nine of them. Okay. Uh, and then Com and then Comet very much uh, turning the, uh, the machine gun that he's using towards Frosty. Okay. And you are- yeah. That's my turn. That's, That's your turn, Gumdrop. I'm gonna like lean over and I'm gonna look at Frost and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, stop it! You're being a jerk." <laughs> and that's vicious mockery. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he's gonna you make, kill the DM. He's he's gonna make a wisdom save. Okay. Comet needs to make a wisdom save. Uh, no, 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 no. The, I'm at Frosty. Oh, Frosty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, DC 15. Well, yeah, well he, I rolled the two, so I'm not gonna check okay. the modifier. <laughs> hey, All hey. right. You don't have to be that coarse with the guy. Uh, he takes a uh, 1d4 plus 4. Sure. Uh, damage. And because I'm a spellcaster, that was uh, that was my um, cantrip that mm -hmm. took one action. I'm going to use a bonus action to sure. cast Healing Word, which is the first level spell, okay. on Rudolph. And so he's going to get 1d4. Nice. Plus 4. Okay. Hit points back. So he gets 6 back. What And, uh, and sorry, and uh, Frosty took... Seven points of psychic damage. <laughs> you look over um, towards Frosty as you say the words. He's already like not having a good time with this fish hook in him, and he just kind of his head kind of shudders a little bit. There's no blood coming from the nose, but it, his face just kind of seems to fall away somewhat. As always, do do snowmen bleed? He's not bleeding, but his face is melting. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I feel like they bleed maple syrup. <laughs> Oh, God. Like, I'm a nice person, but I feel like I really just want to bully this guy. I just want to hurt him. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you do see the wound heal up a little bit on Rudolph, um, but the, this black icicle is still um, piercing through his armor. Um, internet, I, I just want you to know something real quick. I just looked over at the gumdrop character sheet, and I saw that Adam in the class has put Bard, with an exclamation point, a smiley face, and a musical note. And a musical note. Yeah. Really, really embracing this. Hilarious. I love it. <laughs> I love you. Um, Comet, looking down at you, says, Good shot, lad. Grabs hold of your wrist, places it onto the weapon that he's using, says, It's all up to you now to save Christmas. i got to save you. Jumps off the sleigh and starts to run towards his friend, Rudolph. A single tear out. rolls down my cheek and I... This is what I've dreamt about for years. <laughs> Using a Gatling snowball machine? So just to put the scene, um, Bindlewitch, you are now um, kind of in a heap, um, in a sleigh, surrounded by flashing buttons. See, that was a that was a tribute to you. Um, Gumdrop, you are also in the sleigh. You are holding this automatic weapon that Comet was just using. Blitzen is uh, is attached to the reins and is essentially propelling this sleigh into the air. It's about five feet off the floor now, um, but the the hawks that were surrounding Frosty 
um, are now traveling towards you because the threat they were focused on, Bindlewitch, is inside there. The snowmen are very much on the ground, but they are readying their weapons, which is these icy snowballs, uh, to hurl towards you. It is now the Bloodhawk's turn. Okay. So, um, I'll roll them as... I'm going to roll them as two swarms, two separate swarms. No, sorry. Uh, I'm going to roll three of these to attack you. Oh, shoot. Let me check my numbers here. Who are they attacking? Bindle Witch. Oh. <laughs> Bindle Witch, no. Sorry. Possibly all three of those hit. I'm not known for my AC. Give me a second while I roll to... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be like a 18, 17, <coughs> and a 23. My AC is 15. I'm okay, wearing a level, leather armor. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Uh, so they're each going to do 1d4 plus 2. Keep it open for everybody listening. So um, the, the three there, I'm going to uncanny dodge. So okay. that'll be the half damage. Okay, so that'll take you down. So that's two, three, so five... Uh, so you're going to take eight points of piercing damage. Three of these hawks, the ones that get to you first, are going to swarm attack you. They're going to swarm down on you and okay. claw at you with their talons. So, oh. I'm sorry, are these large hawks or are they swarms of hawks? They're not, sorry, yeah, I said swarm earlier. I just meant, like, I'm describing them as a mass. These are individual creatures. Okay. Three okay. of them got to you and are going to attack you. Um, the snowmen are going to go next. There are... There are seven snowmen down on the ground. Only three of them were attacking previously, but because you guys have gone up into the air now, all seven of them can't attack. They're going to hurl their snowballs. At me? They're going to, three of them are going to hurl at you. Okay. Four of them are going to hurl at you, Gundra. Okay. okay. All right. <coughs> Let me roll these dice here. Mm, these two will miss. So only one's going to hit. Okay. Yikes. Eight? Eight points bludgeoning damage. Ouchie. Oh, there was ice in it as well. That dick, he, I think he knew he had ice in it. Oh, 100% he did. I think he knew. It's, and it's not fun when they do that. Gumdrop? Mm-hmm. That's a natural 20. Right there. That's going to be 17, 20. Um, the lowest one's 14. I, I'm going to uh, use my reaction to cast shield. Okay. So, my AC is 20. So the net twenty. So hits. two of them, yeah. So two of them hit. This is an eighteen plus two. Yeah. So two of them hit. So I'm gonna roll. I'll roll the the crit first. Should be five. So it's gonna be seven points of bludgeoning damage. Mm-hmm. Plus the second attack, which hit, which will be six points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a sleigh. Um, we're <laughs> to put some sir now. It's elevating higher. It's about 15 feet off of the ground. You are surrounded by these hawks. Uh, the snowmen right now are still within range to throw their, their attacks at you, but it is your turn. Bindlewitch. Um, there, you said there's a bunch of buttons. There's a bunch of flashing buttons. One looks like a toy soldier. One looks like a little flame that has three little smaller flames illuminate. Three out of five smaller flames illuminate underneath it. So if you large one, one big flame is the button. Then underneath, there's five smaller flames. Only three of them are illuminated. Uh, one looks like some Christmas lights. Um, one looks like a gate. There's the toy soldier. What else do we have? Um, oh, one looks like a pile of coal. And one looks like a sleigh going really fast. Well, I think we know what the sleigh going really fast does. Um, but uh, Blitzen is 
pulling. How he's, far ahead of me is he right now? He's like ten. So at the front of the sleigh, ten feet. You're kind of, he's about okay. fifteen feet in front of me. Um, I'm going to pull myself up on the like the front edge of the sleigh. Yeah. Yell, hey, 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 Blitzen, which one do I push? What button should I push? The toy soldier. I hit the toy soldier button. <laughs> As you hit the toy soldier, flaps and compartments uh, on the side of the sleigh kind of slide open. And eight toy soldiers animate themselves, stand up. One of them has sergeant stripes on it, and it <laughs> one of them has sergeant stripes on it, and says, "Just give us your command. Kill the snowman." <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Uh, eight of the toy soldiers stand up and make their way towards the back of the sleigh, where they can overlook. And their toy guns are now over the top, and they are going to roll. We'll put them straight into initiative right here because you took it. Eight toy soldiers are going to make attacks against the snowman. These are sentences I never thought I'd say. But you're so proud that you get to say I'm them. I'm so proud that I get to say them. How many Goldie, is that? Her name is Princess Sparkles. Two botches, two misses. That'll miss, that'll miss, that'll miss. That's a botch as well. That was oh, a 19. No. Okay. That was a 19. Two of them are going to hit. What about that one? Did that one hit? No. Okay. That one missed. Two Ooh. of them are going to hit. So you hear Two of two of eight. Two hit. of eight. That's the reason don't send a toy to do a man's job. Okay. <laughs> and they rolled next oh. minimum damage. Four, <laughs> two. They rolled a total of six damage. I'm just going to like lean forward and uh, like whisper to Blitzen. Your toy soldiers are shit. <laughs> two of them hit, but they hit one of the snowmen that was already badly wounded, and so. The two little pellets go through the head, which is like, you know, like when you see someone like clean cut a head, like on a movie, and then like five seconds later it slides off? Yeah. That happens, but with snow. And inside there is, at the core, maple syrup. Oh, I bet that tastes delicious. It probably does. It looks very old. But maple syrup lasts, I think. Um, that brings us back to. It's a Canadian delicacy, frozen maple it syrup. It is Canadian delicacy. Is it my turn? It is your turn, Gumdrop. <sighs> okay, I gotta ask. Is Frosty wearing a top hat? Yeah, he is wearing a top hat. Okay. Can I use my uh, uh, history check to be able to tell? Because it's all about the lore, right? Mm -hmm. Is that a magical top hat? <laughs> is that what brings can, Frosty can to Can you life? roll history for me, please? That's a nat one. <laughs> but it's plus four. <laughs> so it's a total of five. five. Total of five. Total of five. You know that Frosty is famous for his hat. And you have heard songs, and you know that the hat is magical, but you're not really sure of the exact properties of the magical hat. Just that Frosty the Snowman is famous for having a magical hat. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Uh, would you say that he's within 120 feet of me? Yes, he definitely is within 120 feet. Mouth enough. Frosty also has a toothpick in his mouth, which seems strange because he doesn't have teeth. It's not a corn cob bite. <laughs> no, it's not. He's worn it down to a pig by this point. <laughs> Through frustration. Um, Whatever you're thinking, kid, don't do it. You've ruined my special day, and I want you to go away. And I'm going to dispel magic on the hat. <laughs> okay, exactly what does dispel magic do? I know what it does, but I just want to make sure we get the rules right for this one. Um, uh, any spell of third level or lower on the target ends mm -hmm. for the... for. Each spell of fourth level or higher mm -hmm. on the target after making an ability check using my spellcasting ability. Mm -hmm. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. Okay. 
I would say, for the purpose of this magical hat, that I think we all know the effect it has on Frosty the Snowman. Makes him look taller. The spell, in order to do that, would likely be higher than third level. Uh-huh. So a 10 plus the spell's level? Yep. Okay. Just roll your check for a fair DC of 14. That, that was a true. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. True. Class 7 is 9. And... You do have some inspiration. It's, I'm gonna... I do have some inspiration. I'm gonna pull an inspiration. That's five. That's fourteen. That's fourteen. <laughs> Frosty looking at you, sees you kind of moving your hands around and whispering some arcane words, knows you're casting the spell on him. Frosty yells out, Whatever you think, can get donk! And freezes. And this hat that had a magical glow before seems to become rather mundane. And Frosty looking frustrated is fixed in position. The toothpick falls from his mouth lands in the snow and he has stopped moving but that is the turn of um who we all know the hawks yep okay seven of them have caught up to the sleigh now they've had time and they are aerial um so all seven of them are going to roll attacks against you're their target sweet little bitch i'm sorry that's just the way it is <coughs> um you uh that was your action was your spell right something yep. with the gun look at that I, crap right there. Wow. You see this? Two ones, two twos, a three, a 16, and a 13. That's unbelievable. That's, yeah, two botches, two twos, a three, and then what's your AC? 15. Okay, 15. So two of those attacks are going to hit you. Okay. Eight and... Um, I am... The eight damage, I'm going to uncanny dodge. Okay, so four and five, so a total of nine piercing damage uh, you are going to take. Okay. Um, you lifted up. Bindle Witch is not looking great. Yeah, you guys have elevated now so high into the sky that it's only the two snowmen that are directly underneath you that are able to make attacks. They can. They are looking at the under hull of the sleigh, mm-hmm. so their attacks are going to be against the against the uh, against the sleigh. One of them will hit. You hear a snowball hit underneath. The, underneath the hole. We of the see sleigh. another one just like fly up five feet and then descend. The snowball does not seem to bother the magical sleigh. Uh, okay. But that and uh, Frosty is frozen in place. Uh, it's going to bring us back uh, to Comet, who's going to spend his action um, administering uh, medicine check to uh, to Rudolph. Uh, Blitzen on his turn is going to yell back. Is Rudolph getting a turn right now? Because I healed him up. And uh, he's like uh, he's healed as in he's not dying, but he's not able to act. Okay. He's not able to be in combat with this magical black icicle. Sure. Okay. <coughs> uh, Blitzen is going to turn to you. He will use his. T- I let you use your interaction to direct him, but he's going to turn to you and say, "Orders." Oh. Uh, where's where where's Santa? No time for that. Never mind. Hold on. He's going to fly and he's going to uh, barrel roll the sleigh with him. Hold on. Upside down. You are now able to get a full view, and he's going to start to circle around, so you stay within the, the battlefield. You're going to get a full view of the, of the six now remaining snowmen that are underneath you. The Bloodhawks are now on top of you, so they're not able to attack you right now. You're holding onto your gun. You can see everybody on the floor. You're holding onto whatever. You're surrounded by flashing the bench. lights and stuff like I'm that. I'm like hanging off the bench. All the toy soldiers are holding on with one hand, pointing their rifles cool. at, the, at the snowmen. Okay. Um, that takes us back to uh, Bindle Witch. I'm going to, uh, with my interaction, tell the toy soldiers to shoot the birds. Okay. Um, and to, to take care of the birds. Yeah. Um, 
I would. Uh, so there's a bunch of snowmen down below there's us. Six, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some of them been damaged. Um, I am going to. I, I, I want to take out the snowmen. So I, I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give another one of these. Should buttons I remind a try. you of the buttons that you have? Uh, no, because I'm gonna push the one that looks like fire. <laughs> you don't have to remind me. I know there's one that looks like fire, and I go, snowmen don't like fire. <laughs> Um, as you as you put your hand over this button, is it warm? <laughs> it's warm, yeah. It is warm. Um, you become um, like at attached mm -hmm. to the sleigh. You know that this is a weapon that you can target. Oh, okay. It is a straight line weapon. You're right directly above the enemy. So I guess essentially at this point you can choose which one you would like to target. Frosty himself. Frosty Ooh. over in the distance. It, can I reach him? Yeah, you can hit him with this. Yeah. And there's, there's two snowmen that are close enough to actually hit us. Yeah, they're like right underneath. You remember when I said that they just hit the bottom of the sleigh? Yeah. The sleigh is turned around, come back, and barrel rolled. Okay, cool. Upside down. <clears throat> then what I will do is I will target one of the snowmen below me. Sure. Frosty's not moving anytime soon, so. Okay. Um, okay. So that's going to be one of the snowmen. That's going to be a deck save from him. Just check. I just want to check uh, his deck real quick. I'll just be a second. Okay. <laughs> he rolled a 15. He has a plus two in his deck, so he did just make the DC. Uh, but so it means it's going to be half damage. You get to roll eight D6 fire oh. damages. This flamethrower erupts out from the end of the sleigh that you have targeted the snowman with. Twenty-five points of repair damage. So he's gonna take he's gonna take twelve, he's already damaged before, so the flame that engulfs his body is enough to melt this snowman in front of you to the point that his face collapses and he he dies. Okay. In front of you. It just melts to the ground. Gumdrop. Oh, no, it's Toy Soldiers, isn't it? Toy Soldiers, sorry. I kind of just doing the allies all in one, all in one go. Eight of them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Roll better. Roll better. Oh my god, they went all over the place. That one's gonna hit, that one's gonna miss. That'll miss. That'll hit. That'll miss. That'll miss. That'll hit. That'll hit. Half of them hit. Perfect, and they're firing at the, uh, the Hawks. The Hawks, yeah. Um, so that is 19, so they can split that up between three, so they'll ac quite accurately actually, much more, much more success this time, aiming at three of the hawks above, they can manage to drop three of them, boom, 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 drop down from the sky. The fact that Frosty is no longer animated or given instructions, and the fact that they are now starting to drop, these hawks are starting to move away. Okay, cool. They're starting to, go, go, go. They're starting to uh, move away. They're no longer threatening as much as the snowmen that are hanging in there just a little bit. Okay. Gumdrop, it's now your turn. Okay, um, Dan, did you hit, I'm sorry, Bindle Witch. Did you, yeah. did you aim for one of the two that's directly below us? Yes. Okay. one more directly below 
Mm. And I melted one of the ones that is directly below us. Yeah, I mean, like, the snowmen are still attacking you, but their their leader is gone at this point. Yeah, I'm, I, wa- I want to get as many as possible. Okay. How high above the ground are we right now? 20 feet, probably, at this point. Alright, I'm just gonna let go. We're upside down, and I'm just gonna... Okay. Poof, into the dirt. Or into the snow, I guess. Should be 2d6 full damage? Yeah. Even with the snow cover? Yeah, that's fine. Mm. I'll give you 1d6. 1d6? Yeah. You're right, there's a lot of snow. Four damage. Four points of bludgeoning damage. As a gnome falls from a magical sleigh that's upside down. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I run. I want to try to get as many as I can within a, I want to say 10 foot radius, but give me one sec. Um, uh, within a 15 foot cube, how many can I get? Within a 15 foot cube, you would get, there, yeah, there's... Two right underneath you, and three a little bit further back. Yeah, if you go between the two that are right underneath the sleigh and the three that are further back, you'll be able to get three. Yeah, all right, I want to get three. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna land there, and then I'm going to uh to reach out. I'm gonna grab my slide whistle. Okay. Oh shit. And, it's, and I'm just gonna look him square in the eye. Go. And it's your and thunder wave. <laughs> I love it. That's a, what is that? A deck those, save. Those are con saves. Con right. Let me just check the old... Oh, they're not too bad, actually, for con. Okay. Uh, I got... Hey, that's a 7, right? I got an 11, a 14, and a 20. An 11, a 4... Uh, it's 15, so one of them made it. Okay, so one of them made it. So, um, one of them... Two of them are going to take uh, half damage. Okay. Or, or, sorry. No, one of them takes half damage. Yeah, two of them are going to take 2d8. Okay. One of them is going to take half of that. Okay. And the two that take the damage are pushed back ten feet. Okay. Okay. Uh, I rolled a seven and a three, so that's ten damage. Ten thunder damage. Um, but th- that's to all of them. One of them's taking half, right? Yeah. So one of them takes five. Two of them take ten. Okay. So uh, th- th- I said there was two right here, and then you got one of the people that are catching up. One of those snowmen had already taken damage, so that thunder whip will just turn him into snow mist and he will just collapse. The other one looks heavily damaged, and I'm actually going to reduce him to half movement because he's so close to death at this point. Sure. Hit points hanging off. <laughs> Little, like, sloths of uh, snow are just falling off of him. The other one, I would say, is bloodied, but he's syruped, and yeah. he's been pushed and he's been pushed further back. It's like his carrot nose would have pushed into his face a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Looks like he's had a really good nose Tip of it broken off and yeah. just dangling yeah. there. And, and I'm, I'm going to look up at, uh, at Bindelwick, and, I, and I'm going to say, Bindelwick? They're doing a great job. And that's some bardic inspiration for you. So. Oh, that's lovely. So you, uh, you uh, get a D8. For the next 10 minutes, you can, on your turn, add a D8 to an attack roll, an ability check, or a damage roll. Or a damage roll? Yep. Nice. Cool. Uh, at this point, this is going to bring us back towards the enemies. The hawks are going to retreat. Their leader is no longer there. They mm-hmm. follow his instructions. He's no longer there. Um, and they... Uh, in the I'm sorry. Sp- I think I'm wrong on that. I think it's... I don't think it's damage. Yeah, Bardic Inspiration isn't damage. It's no. a d20 rolls. Yeah, cutting words is damage. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So, uh, in order to hold on to their own survival, they're going to retreat and they're going to fly off into the cold um, sky. The, the snowman that I said is heavily damaged and has been syruped is also going to start to retreat back now. He wants no part in this. Only two enemies remain. They're going to use their movement to advance um, towards the sleigh. And they are going to hurl, they will hurl their, their snowball attacks against you, Gumdrop, because you're on the ground and you're the enemy which is in front of them, okay? Here we go. Uh, I rolled an 18 and a 4 with the modifier, so I imagine the 18 hits of the 4 is going to miss. Yep. 
you will take five points of bludgeoning damage from this vicious ice ball. <laughs> but that will bring us back to Windlebitch. Bindlewitch. Sorry, Dan. Bindlewitch. Bin, 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 bindle? I forget half. Bindlewitch. Cuddlecatch. This sounds more like a gnome name, I think, than a halfling name. But <coughs> don't we don't know. like to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> um, so, seeing that uh, my brave, uh, if not overly joyful companion, has fallen from the sleigh, I will slide in behind this snowball gatling gun or whatever this thing is. Yeah, this machine sure, gun. Yeah. Um, and I will yell at uh, Blitzen and um, I'll just yell at him land we need to pick up the others and then um, I'm going to just start like ramboing the hell sure. with this gun the the two snowmen that are left yeah and if I could reach him the one that's retreating okay okay um, you can roll 5d20 and add your proficiency in your decks to this that gun will give you five attack boop, okay boop, 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 boop. so uh, I'll just drop the one and the one that's retreating yeah um, Incidentally, while all this is happening, remember there's taverns and houses full of people watching you do this, that every time something happens, go, <gasps> oh, ah, in unison, no, Rudolph! It's amazing. Uh, okay, so that is going to be a 19 to hit the one that's retreating. That will hit. Okay. Can I add my sneak attack damage to this? I will let, just for the spirit of uh, efficiency, um, you... Or is it too far can... Oh, he's not within... Five feet of an ally of yours, you don't have advantage on the attacks. And you okay, cool. Um, then that is going to be a. He's heavily syruped. Uh, six dam. Uh, well, actually, what is the damage on this thing? I rolled a G d6, but um, I don't what the damage was. It's d8. <coughs> it's d8? D8s. How many? Two? Um, one, one for each attack. One for each attack. Okay, cool. You can add your dex. Uh, that is two plus four for my dex, which is a six damage. Poof, ice ball goes through the back of his head and it blows up. Maple syrup leaks out onto the floor, Tarantino style. Okay. Tarantino uh, walk into a candy shop. Uh, two more shots into the one that is closest to Gumdrop. Okay, so that'll be the one that just threw the hit him with the snowballs. That is a 14 for my low roll and a 24 for my high roll. Uh, both of those hit. Okay. The AC is 12 on these. AC is 12? Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 10 damage and a 6 damage. Uh, uh, so, oh yeah. so poof, one through the snowman heart, and poof, one through the snowman mouth. Or through the carrot. Knocks, his the, carrot car- out the, knocks the, the carrot out. <laughs> okay. The snowman collapses into two. You have one enemy remaining and you have two shots remaining. Um, uh, both of them are going to go into that enemy. Uh, is there any of my allies within five feet of him? Um, uh, no, he was the one further back from Gumdrop. He's about 10 feet from Gumdrop. Okay, cool. No sneak attack then. Um, both of those are going to hit. Uh, I rolled a 15 and a 13, 12 AC. They're both going to sure. hit. Roll those D8s at the decks. Wow. Oh! That is that is still going to be 10 total damage as it is 5 damage. Okay, this one hasn't been hit yet. So boom, boom, we'll take two shots. Uh, and he's going he's gonna to remain standing. But that is going to bring us to the toy soldier's turn. Uh, which goes between yeah. the two. So, 8 attacks. If two of them hit, that's going to do it. One, two, three, four, five, six. We know the way you've been rolling. Seven, eight. It probably won't do it. This is it, boys. Make them count. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Why what not? We now you roll. We got okay. a three, we got a five, we got a ten, fourteen, nineteen, twelve, fourteen. Sure. So, pop, 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 pop. So, boof, boof from the big gun. And then about four <laughs> through the head. The last snowman. Ah! Can't speak. I was going to say some words, but he can't speak. So, just. 
falls to pieces. Okay. Gumdrop, it's your turn. All the enemies have been killed. I'm going to walk right up to Frosty. Mm-hmm. And he, you said he's just frozen in he's place, He's frozen right? in place, yeah. I'm just going to walk up to him and, I, and I'm, I'm going to pull him a little kazoo. You see for a second that his little snowman eyes kind of twitch a bit as you come towards him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull him a little kazoo. Yeah. And I'm going to look him square in the eyes and I'm going to say, It's Christmas Eve and you should have pitter-pattered, but you got too bold and now you've got to shatter. And I'm going to cast Shatter on him. Dear God, you're terrifying. <laughs> and... <laughs> So he's gonna make. Uh, I think it's a con save. <laughs> he's not. He's not gonna be able to make that save. No, he's... but it's right, but he can try, I guess. Oh, he has disadvantage. Oh, maybe he's well, seventeen. Because right? he's so... made of an organic material. Yeah, he has that's... disadvantage. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, oh, well, maybe. What's the DC Um, you know what? I'm gonna use uh, because I I had a specific little thing. Can I use uh, uh bonus action first? Okay, so I'm gonna blow uh, and uh, bardic inspiration is my cutting words. Yeah. And uh, on him, so I'm gonna roll a d8 and take that off of his save. Sure. Four, four off of his save. So thirteen. So thirteen is not enough to do. Okay. So um, shatter. He's gonna take three d8 thunder damage. That is ten points of thunder damage at this point. Because the magic has been taken away from his hand, he's essentially an empty shell of the snowman that he once was. And with his last final words, as his body starts to fall apart, he just says, Fudge Yule! <laughs> falls away into a pile of coal and carrot and a mundane top hat. I'm going to pick up the hat and I'm going to put it on. It's a little bit too big, but that's okay. I'm going to tilt it back on my head a little bit. Yeah, you can. And I'm going to pick up the carrot and start to eat it. I'm going to like wander back over to, uh, to Rudolph and just like... Eating a carrot. <laughs> Rudolph is laid out on the ground. Blitzen comes around and lands the sleigh with the toy soldiers and you, um, Bindle Witch, inside. And Comet says, It's going to take me a while. I think I can save him. I'll try and bring him around. Uh, where's where's the fat man? I'm sorry, lads. I've got bad news. No one's seen him for weeks. We've been trying to cover it up. Oh, no. We were going to try and do a whole thing. We had Vixen. She's dressed up as Santa. I don't know why we chose her. She's the only woman in the tour. And no one's got no, no idea where he is. No one else knows. I'm afraid it might be you, up to you, you boys. You might. Everyone's watching. Just. Hey, this is a podcast, and so I'm elevating my voice so the <laughs> folks at home can hear. With the, the odd person has said that I am very quiet, so... But trust me when I say I am whispering this. Okay, okay, cool. Santa needs our help? I fear he might, son, but I've no idea where he is. And for the first time in your life, Bindlewitch, you see a look of angry determination. Oh, God. On Gumdrop's face. You're going to make us do this, aren't you? We'll have to save Christmas. <laughs> and the, oh, God. And the furball cleric stands up seven and a half feet tall over you, looks down at Bindle Witch and says, Hey, you have to save Christmas. Oh, Gumdrops. Um, I'm... Yes? I, no, Gumdrop. We've had this discussion. Like, I need wine. 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 There's no, there's no time for whining. We'll have a job to do. Blitzen unstraps himself from the leathers, walks over and says, I would like, sir, to stay with the boy. No, he doesn't. He's not Bumblebee. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he says, I will need to protect the town. While, who the hell's the other one? While Comet fixes Rudolph. 
<laughs> it's up to you two. This wonderful world we're creating. <laughs> Take the sleigh. Um, I'm afraid it won't be able to fly unless both of you sing Christmas songs continuously. But bear in mind, if any of you stop singing for but a moment, for example, if you are attacked and take damage, the sleigh will fall out of flight. Don't, don't worry, I'm an expert. And I pull out a harmonica. And, and I, I look at, uh, <laughs> at Bindlewick. Right, Bindlewitch? Bindlewitch. 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 I look at Bindlewitch right in the eyes and I say, Christmas pal, we can do this. Um, is there, we're in a Christmas town. We're in a Christmas town. Is there any, like, mistletoe and holly anywhere around me? They'll be in the taverns. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, the, the, the holly is around the windows of, like, every okay. building. I'm just gonna walk up to it, grab, like, a handful of the holly. The people that are in, on the other side of the window that you grab it from around go, <gasps> Yeah, I'm stealing on Christmas. <gasps> I, I, I take... I'm sure they're gifting it through there. Um, and I walk over and I go, Fine. And I mutter a couple words into the thing, and uh, ten big red berries mm. pop out. Sure. On 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 this, and I cast good berry. Okay. Um, with my ranger spells, uh, cast good berry, and <sighs> pop one of them in my mouth. Put the rest of them in my pocket. Offer one to uh, um, good uh, gumdrop. Good, thank you. And then... And, and I put it in Rudolph's mouth and I just pat him on the cheek gently. Yeah. Say, this is for you, bud. You're doing a bang-up job. <laughs> um, and then I walk over to the front and be like, all right, I, I, I guess we're doing this. What? Uh... As you guys agree to that, a, a young server um, halfling woman runs out towards you into the snow. Bindle witch! Bindle witch! And she runs towards you and she grabs hold of your shoulders and says, I thought... I thought I wouldn't see you before you left. Who are you? You didn't. You never paid your tab. Oh well, well we gotta go save Santa. Five silver pieces. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna go save I'll Santa. I'll have to ban you from the tavern. Uh oh. Um, Gumdrop, can you pay the woman? Yes. How much? It's gonna be five silver pieces. Oh. Um, and I'm gonna pull out a couple of like small gems. I'm gonna give her two gold pieces worth and say, take care of of, of your little brother, Tiny Tim. Oh, okay. It's a Christmas gift for me to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you're unusual, and I don't like you. And she le- leaves. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but she takes the gems. Sure. And Comet looks towards you and says, It's now or never, lads. It's up to you. Take the sleigh. I, I, I'm hopping into the... They're furbolgs, right? So they're like... Seven feet tall. They're very with tall. Ar- they're very tall. Yeah. I walk up to this monstrosity of a harness. Yeah. That is there, and I just like try my best to fit inside of it. And he's just gonna go because <clears throat> everybody's watching. He just won't embarrass you. He's just gonna kind of do the cut throat thing like that. It's the wings. We... The wings. Do it. No, the slail move. The slail. You just does like a lever, and it'll. Oh, we don't have to. No, you, no, you can't. Kind of, we're kind of powered with the power of Christmas and songs you, and magic. You can't. You just got it. As long as somebody is... I was just inspecting. And that's fine. And yeah, that's fine. I just make it sure. And that's right? fine. It's new. It's exciting. Yeah. It's, yeah I understand. Um, Nobody's watching. I, 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 like, awkwardly put it down what? and try to, like, stick my nose up, try to gain a little it's bit fine. of face. Look, it's a magical slate. You push the lever. It'll move. It just can't fly unless you're both singing. Okay. And, and I'm going to reach into my pocket and I'm going to pull out... A, like some of my rations. Sure. And I look and look and we're like, 
I have enough for both of us for ten days. Um, and they're gonna hand them, and they're all just like fruitcake and and <laughs> gingerbread cookies. Sure, right, yeah. And, yeah, right. And this you know, a, a, a wee little bit of frozen eggnog, just just to suck on. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and I, and I hand you, I break the gingerbread, and I give it to you. Now it's time for gingerbread. Where we fly our the Christmas sleigh. Starts to shake a little bit, and just lift off from the ground, just a little bit. It can't fly unless both of you sing, though. Come on, Bart. What? What's? Uh, <laughs> that's it. What? What song do we want to sing? Uh, let's let's sing um, a very gnomish Christmas. It's my very favorite. You know all the words. Uh, have, have a very gnomish Christmas. Just a little bit more Christmas cheer, it's, I think. It's the colorful time of. If we can get a little bit more Christmas cheer. With I'm accompanying on the harmonic. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sleigh <laughs> lifts up and starts to move forwards, elevating it towards the sky. And you hear Comet yell, Go, lads! Go! And best of luck to you! As you take off into the magical wilderness. And I will hand over to Adam and I can be done. <laughs> Whatever the fudge that was. <coughs> Just DM'd my way through. It's not snowing, but it is cold, and it's windy. You, you guys get higher up, the air becomes a little bit thinner. And, Gumdrop, you know that this is... Yeah, that's weird DMing that. You know that that this this little town of... What, what was it? Uh, Tinkerville. Tinkerville. Tinkerville is only a few days from the North Pole. But... Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But there's a giant mountain in the way. And it's called the Frosting Mountain. And there's consistently wind coming up and whipping over the top of it. And nobody, nobody travels over this mountain. This is a solid barrier. The North Pole is so close. But there's no way for people to get there. Only Santa and his magic can get past this mountain range and the giant Frosting Mountain between you and there. And while it is Christmas Eve... There are many different races that celebrate the holidays. There are a full 12 days of Christmas, the entire holiday season. Whether you're celebrating Hanukkah, or uh, Kwanzaa tea. Please don't, it hurts. No? Uh, No, keep going. Maybe just the Kankyul season. There are... Bothers me. (laughs) There are many different kinds of celebrations going on. Winter festivals all through the area and as you get higher up you can look back towards the south and you see all these tiny little villages and and in the distance Christmas town and they've all got their lights shining and, and gumdrop you know in your heart that they're singing and they're waiting for Santa sometime over the next 12 days yeah. he's going to do his rounds of this area and and Bindlewitch you know yeah. in your heart that they're celebrating Christmas all over the place. And they're waiting for Santa again, like they do every freaking year. Every freaking year. So, as you guys climb higher and higher, you can see, uh, what, what, do you guys, what do you guys physically look like? 
I'm, you tell me what I look no, like. No no no, 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 no. You guys choose now. You're you're running this character. Let's make it you yours. Know is, I want to wear. I'm gonna have like a brown leather aviator's jacket with a thick furry um, collar. Yeah. Um, and I think I might wear some jodhpurs as well and some riding boots. Uh, okay. Because that's the type of hunter that I would be. Sure. When I'm out on the ground, and I would probably wear like a like a flat cap, probably with like. Made out of tweed. You know, project more. Project more, probably made out of tweed. And uh, and I'd have a, a leather holster that would normally hold a pistol, but it's where I keep my flask. Cool, alright. Yeah. And gumdrop? Um, well, I took my notes from the greatest of all Christmas minstrels, and I am wearing... White leather in every single little stretch of me. Everything is white leather and it's all bedazzled and bejeweled. That's why it's studded leather? That's why it's studded, yeah. Um, and I modeled after the great Elphys Presley. Oh, this... I hate... I hate you. The, the king we have of to, Carol. Uh, we have to <laughs> sing together. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a good movie, King Grill. Okay, um, so yeah, and, and that's that's and, all he's got. And like, my guess is there's a bandolier that he's got that just has a whole bunch of these little like elementary school level musical instruments, and like his kazoo, his slide whistle, his everything else. It's just well, like those are perfectly crafted by gnomish tinkers. Yes, yeah, but they're still elementary school level instruments. So like, they're all these little things that you pull out, and there's they're beautiful, and they're yes, there's a recorder tucked in on the side. Yeah. Um, that he breaks out for his solos. Yep. When, um, and the entire time, while while uh, Bindle Witch is singing, I am, like, swapping between the different instruments I have on here. Just reluctantly singing to keep this sleigh of a... What, yeah. what does that song sound like? Last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day You gave it away <laughs> This year, the, the the thin air up here, as well as the cold gusts that are that are moving, and and the really really out of tune singing, uh, is making this partially out of tune, perfectly in tune over here. Right. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. But that's the accompaniment, the the actual vocals. Yeah. They're 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 clashing a little bit, and when it's uh when it's unharmonic, it you can you can feel the sleigh shuddering. And dipping, and it's having trouble staying uh, uh, like in a straight line. How are you guys steering it? How does it know where to go? Um, we, I'm 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 like one-handed steering, and uh, my guess is Bindle's got the other levers. side. Is it levers where it's yeah? Like, it was you I, pull I, the right one. You can right pull. Kind of like a tank. So each yeah. of you has one lever, and you're flying. In yeah, one that's direction. what we're gonna do. Maybe all I want for Christmas is you. I'm like like getting into it. Now. You see, uh, uh, Gumdrop, you see in front of you, there's a button. And the button is, um, it's just got like a, like a little candle emblem on it, directly in front of you. And it's dark up here, right? It's, it was almost Christmas Eve. Or it was almost Christmas Day, rather. It's Christmas Eve. It's late at night. Yeah. And so you've got this, this little button with a little candle on it. And... Oh, uh, unrestrained, uninhibited. I am slamming Maybe the we hell should out think for a second. Bam! Oh. And suddenly it lights up like a Coca-Cola... Freaking uh, Christmas truck, and but there's loud sleigh bells that are going, and you can actually hear a little jingle as well. 
You hear those sleigh bells tingling, It's going mega loud. So as you guys are now loud and bright, a moving star, you can see as you move up above kind of the, the fog and the mist and the haze of the surrounding wooded area, you get closer up to the mountain. You see that above the mountain, up in the sky, is one shining bright star. Bright and all the others, it's a north star. And you know that that is the direction that you have to go in, but it is directly over the mountain. And as you get higher and higher, it's getting colder and colder. Is How this, high are you guys willing to go? Is this tactical? Is what tactical? The, well, the singing and the lights. Um, no, but it is absolutely fun. I'll go, and uh, I'll keep going. Look, we need a sing to keep going. We, uh, and. My friend, you could use a little bit more Christmas cheer. Uh, it, it is starting to dip a little bit. I, I'm having trouble finding in myself to keep singing here at this point. I'm, I'm tired. I'm cold. I'm annoyed. I don't want to sing anymore. No, no, no. You've got to sing. I'm not singing anymore. It's starting to dip further and I, further down. I hear those labels. No, you got to help. I don't give a fudge. And as it gets lower and lower, you guys are coming up towards the mountain now. And all of the lights of civilization are behind you. And you can hear... Um, kind of mixed in with your own um, jingling sleigh noise and the sound of gumdrop desperately trying to keep this sleigh yeah. um, up in the air. You can hear nearby dire wolves and winter wolves howling along oh, at the yeah. music. That'll make, me, that'll make me sing. That'll make me sing. Um, oh, uh, maybe it's cold outside. I wanna go away. Oh, but it's cold outside. Can we please just go away? <laughs> and Say what's in this drink? That is your life. <laughs> and so as you guys keep going, um, are, are you starting to get into it a little bit now? Is, is Gumdrop starting to affect you a little fear, bit? Through fear, only because of the wolves. Okay. All right. Um, can I get perception checks from both of you? Sure. sure. That is a natural one. Oh, that makes perfect sense for Gumdrop because he is just digging this yeah. music and he can't quite twenty over for me. the steering wheel. Dungeon Master, I got 22. <laughs> you got 22. Thindle Witch got 22. Um, so Gumdrop is completely unaware of the massive chunk of ice that comes up and just narrowly misses the sleigh. Just, the thing is the size of a house. Ice! Ice! And it comes Gumdrop. up. This thing could sink a Titanic. Ice! Slay. Ice! And so it comes up and over and just narrowly misses you. You see it. And it was this, this hulking, the shifting blue chunk of ice moving rapidly through the air in the night sky. And Gumdrop is is completely unaware. Oblivious, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to like... I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna like try try barrel roll this thing to make sure that we avoid it. <laughs> Straight over. Uh, let me see. Uh, what kind of check would that be? Uh, you can use uh, athletics, I guess. You're pulling hard on this lever, trying to trying to steer. Oh, it's not going to be good, is it? What's well, eleven? Eleven? Yeah. Okay, you're able to. You're not going to get quite the full barrel roll. You're going to go about ninety degrees over to the left. <laughs> who's on the left and who's on the right? You're on the right. I think. I'm on the right. Okay, yeah, I'm on so the left. so this thing, this thing suddenly just tilts ah! ninety degrees left, um, and and. You keep flying along, and then you hear, and another one just narrowly misses you. Incoming! Okay, you are now aware of this. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and there are these gigantic ice boulders that are just flying through the air, aiming for the two of you. I am going to turn off They're being the... hurled at us deliberately, we think? They're... Uh... 
It, they don't seem to be attacking anything else. They're not <laughs> flying through the air anywhere else. It is dark out, and you have lights surrounding your immediate vicinity. I'm so gonna, it's hard to see. I'm going to ask the toy soldiers if they know what... Sarge, what's going on? Oh, that'd be uh, frost giants, I believe. Holy fudge, we got frosties. Um, That's I turn great. off the candle, but like I try to turn off the lights and the sound and everything. And and uh, one of the toy soldiers is looking over the edge, and he goes, "Yeah, that's frost giants." Okay, can I? Can we see them? Like, can I locate them? Can I get another perception check from me? Sure. Oh shit! I got a twenty-six. Twenty-six. I got a sixteen. Sixteen. You peer over both of you, and and uh, Gumdrop. Now you do see this gigantic boulder, and it is coming directly. For the sleigh. You also see it, uh, Bindlewitch, but you can see below, there are about four dozen frost giants <laughs> ripping giant chunks of ice off the side of the mountain and hurling them at you guys. They're spread out for quite a ways. You're you are in the thick of their of their Sweet gooey right. gumdrops, we need to go. Oh. Um, okay. Should we um can we fire off a coal mortar attack on the way out? I push the button that's the coal mortar attack yeah. towards the, the ice giants. Alright, I, I have no idea how this, this feature works. Basically, seriously. mechanically, it's a fireball spell with bludgeoning damage. Okay. Because it's an area of effect that rains down mortar. Alright, you, you can hit about four of them. Which is some, but not all. And you're hoping maybe it's, it's going to keep them yeah. okay. keep them occupied, make them scatter a little bit. But, uh, what is that? That's a dex 16. Save? I did it as DC 16. DC 16 for frost giants. Uh, that it, two of them were 16s, the other two don't. Uh, so uh, let's roll some damage. This is a fireball. Was it 4d6? Eight, you want to roll eight, it? It's 8d6. 8d6, sorry. Uh, I, I'll roll 4, you roll 4. I, I only got 3, so I'm stealing one yours. Sure. Don't roll out. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that, right. You're not wrong. I want to roll a 1. See, I got two sixes and two twos, and by my math, that turns out to be 14. That's I, 16. I got, is it? Uh, yep. I got 14 <laughs> here, so 30 total. So 30 total. So you guys hit, a couple of them are able to... Because they're both holding boulders. They hold the boulder up, and the boulder takes the brunt of, of the damage. Sure. But two of them do get hit, like, relatively close. And you can see frost giants with their um, their beards and their hair are, are smoldering and smoking a little bit from this fireball. And now they're pissed. And they are now throwing more of um, these faster and faster... What is the like? Where is our trajectory? Are we facing you are towards aiming the mountain? directly towards the mountain? You guys haven't changed. I think your we gotta get low. I think we gotta get low in the trees and see if we can go under the canopy of the trees and try and like hide. We can't do that. Oh, we're barely driving this thing in the open I'm like air. I'm Steven Seagal, man. I've been doing everything for like eighty years. I'll pilot this thing. Um, I'll pilot the sherbet out of this thing. Gum, the, gum. the problem is that you're so small, you can't reach both levers. You need to do it together. Gumdrop, I need you with me on this. Oh, oh, I can't oh, do this first. <coughs> okay, um, we should both sing, though. You haven't been singing for, for, for a while. You guys are low oh. now. You, okay. can, you can feel the treetops hitting the side of the sleigh because you're still turned 90 degrees. Oh, shit. And yeah, pull on yours. I pull on mine as hard as I can. Give me an athletics check. Well, this'll be good. This'll be really good. Um, that's a nine. That's a nine? You're able to... Well, you'd rolled an, an eleven, I think, originally. So. Yeah, you got inspiration if you want to use them. 
Um, not on this. Okay. So, not on this. It doesn't go right back up to completely upright, but it is it is leveling out a little bit. And the treetops now are hitting the the bottom. The um, what are they? The the canopy? No, no, no. The bottom. Oh, the tracks? Yeah, they're they're hit. Well, not tracks, but um, they're hitting the skis at the bottom of the mm. sleigh. Yeah. And uh, and as you guys are going, a large tree looms directly in front of you, bigger than all the others, and it's been decorated for Christmas with the skulls of gnomes and. Big right, big right, big Where should we go? Like, I pull back as athletics as checks for both of you. Oh gosh! Ooh, that's a fourteen. Oh, I got a twelve. Okay, so one of you needed to roll significantly higher than the other so that you broke right or left. Okay, and instead you both pulled the lever at exactly the same amount at the same stop, time. Stop! 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 No, you stop. I'll pull. You stop pulling. You're stop not even. Trying. I'm trying. You're not even singing, and you smash into this tree. No. <laughs> Eject. The Ghost. sleigh itself flips in midair. I need both of you to roll acrobatics. Oh, that's not too shabby. 23. 11. Toy soldiers flying through the air. Sarge! It's almost slow motion. You can see the little key in their back. One of them is, is, is falling. He's reaching out for gumdrop as the key slides out and he just kind of goes still and falls as, as a chunk of wood to the ground. The sleigh disintegrates. And in and among it, as Gumdrop hits the ground hard and, and loses consciousness. You do see with your... What did you roll? A 26? 23. 23. Um, you are able to kind of tumble a little bit. You're also going to lose, on, uh, lose consciousness as well. Mm-hmm. But you do see a giant red sack come out of a hidden compartment. And land in deep snow and just kind of disappear in the powder as bits and pieces of sleigh and toy soldiers rain down um, and the world goes dark. Can I get uh, constitution checks? 16. Oh, I got 17. You wake up just a moment before gun, Gumdrop does. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you've been out. It's daylight now. You've been out for hours. Each of you recover all of your hit points. Each of you recover any spell slots that you've used. Okay. This will act as a long rest. Um, which means you'll get your Bardic Inspiration uh, cool. dice back as well. And so it's the morning. It's Christmas morning in the Gnomish culture. We're not quite there for, for some of the other... Uh, holidays, but for for the gnomes, this is the day. And you're waking up, face down, in the snow, in the wilderness, on the side of a mountain. Hey. I didn't get any presents You gotta night. pull it together. What's your passive perception, guys? 18. Um, 16. So, uh, as... 19, you- sorry, 19. All right, as you start to cry and you start to tell him what's going on, you both hear thump, thump, thump. (laughs) And a frost giant steps out from the tree. He's dragging bits and pieces of the sleigh. Mm -hmm. And he's walking away from you. Oh, he's walking away? He didn't see us yet? No. Uh, You are very small and covered in powder. And 
wearing a white leather tunic. So, you shut your damn mouth. Where are the presents? Can we see uh, the presents? Yeah, do we see the... You don't bag? know anything about the about the bag. Um, but you're, you, with your passive perception, uh, Bindle Witch, you know where it hit, and it doesn't look like it's been disturbed. The little crater in the snow um, is... You can't see the bag. It's under the snow. It's in the powder. But it's in there somewhere. I'm going to take... I'm going to reach take a swig of my flask. I'm going to offer my flask to Gumdrop. What's in it? Um, uh, is it muled wine? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> muled wine. It's, uh, it's just bourbon. Straight... Kentucky bourbon. Um, now I'm too upset to drink. Uh, I promise you. I need, I need a song. There's anything, need... If there's anything I know about alcohol, people who drink, he gets better. Gumdrop's gonna start rooting through his bag, and he's gonna pull out a like gigantic piece of like fruit cake. And who eats fruit cake? He's going to sigh happily and just start. Chowing down on the fruit oh, cake. Is that fruit cake? The the frost giant is disappearing in into the wilderness. For we got to see where this guy's going. Um, we need to. We're he's on heading. Missions. He's heading south. He's heading down south. the mountain. Down. We, we we should definitely go. That's from the direction north. you just came. Yeah. We we, we gotta go solve north. this. It's Christmas. Which way is the North Pole? North. Uh, I'd rather find the bag. There's a bag of toys out here. There's toys. You shut your damn mouth. Goddamn right there is. You gosh darn. You gosh damn. Cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it, can you, Terry? I'm going to go find right there is, and I'm going to find that bag. All right. Let's get uh, investigation checks. Okay. Seven. Thirteen. It takes you guys a little while to find it, and you do reach in and grab the bag and pull it out, but you grabbed it from the bottom, and one of the items is going to slip out. Okay. Uh, Terry, you had actually prepped some items inside the sleigh, and these are in the bag. Yeah. And they all are addressed to the two of you, as if somehow someone used Christmas magic to know. You don't touch it. Someday you will, and it be here. I yeah, want you. Christmas magic knew we were going to be here. I, I reach over to that gift. What is it? Whose what, name's what, on what's, it? What's in the bag, Terry? Um, You're the one that prepped all this. <laughs> sure. There is, uh, there is a live turkey. <laughs> I can speak. <laughs> <laughs> can, it's, it's a turkey. He can speak I've always calmly. wanted a turkey. Yep. What's your name, friend? Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Tom. I'm Gumdrop, and this is my good friend... You Bindle better switch. start talking right now and tell me how come you can speak. He's just a turkey. Be nice to I him. I ain't never seen no... He's had an eventful day. Now, this is a big Tom turkey. He's looking you guys square in the eye. Like, you, you could probably use him as a mount. Hey, first of all... We're gonna ask first. You never mount without consent. That's true. What else is in the bag? Uh, we got a plus one short sword. Yeah. Would you like to know the magical properties of it? Yes, absolutely. It'll do an additional one d four radiant damage. Oh, there are little tags. There are little Christmas tags on each of these items let's, let's that actually have all of these uh, 
all these properties listed out. Hey, sure. This one will do an additional one d four damage. There is a there is a <laughs> it's helmet. just extra sharp. Yeah, there is a Christmas night helmet designed to fit well one of the uh, one of the furbolgs. It looks like it's probably a comet's helmet because it fits the same black, white, and gold uh, trim. But it could be used as some sort of cooking pot if you put it upside down for it, you guys. It 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 could be, uh, but it will also when the visor is down. But also when the visor is down, it will give advantage on inside checks to see if you've been naughty or nice. Of course, of course. Yeah. So, um, and there's also a light hammer in there that when used will cast the mending cantrip. Okay. I, I say we load up with these things and... Um, Was there anything else in there? Uh, that, oh, there is actually mold wine that will give you uh, 2d8 hit points but will give you disadvantage on charisma and dex. All right, so as you guys were pulling this out with your investigation check, you grabbed the bottom of the sack. Okay. And pulled it. That helmet actually does not come with the sack. It tumbles deeper, okay. and you guys do not find it. Uh. So everything else is there, and you guys, uh, you're able to, to grab it and, and Tom, the turkey. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Tom. I'm Gumdrop. This is, this has been a Joe, witch. Joe. He, My name's Joe. He... Well, it's been He bows deep, his his wings spreading out to the side as he bows. He goes, a pleasure to meet you both. Hi, how come you can talk? I'm going to hold that plus one short sword up to his, his turkey neck. You better start talking. Because I have been blessed with Christmas magic. <laughs> You've been blessed? You're a Christmas turkey? Thank you. You used to be something else, so are you just a turkey that can speak? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, one moment. It's cold here. And he reaches into the bag, and he pulls out little pants and a little shirt, and he's, I just, I just need my dressing. And he, he gets, he gets into his clothes, and he goes, all right, uh, it's a little parka. I got a question, but it's not for you. This might sound like something I never thought I'd say, but how come that turkey can pull those pants on when it ain't got no hands? It uses Christmas magic. I do not know which one of you I hate the most. But we're friends. I'm taking the sword. Okay, I'm. I'm just gonna hang out with the turkey. What? Uh, what exactly are we doing, gentlemen? We're, we're saving Santa Claus. Shut your gosh, Dad! It's no miss. We need to go. Stop giving this turkey could be the enemy. Why would I be the enemy? Why would he be the enemy? Why would you be a friend? Because he's fueled with Christmas magic. I hate when you speak. <laughs> well, then I'll sing instead. Hi ho! Dan, how Hi. did you manage to make somebody else's character annoying? It's, it's a no. It's, 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 it's what Dan does. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a skill. It's a skill. <laughs> Trained over many years of being annoying. And, um, and and he says to you, I uh, I actually hail from this region and my tribe of barbarian turkeys. Uh, <laughs> Lives on the other side of this mountain. Oh, you're part of the, the, the tribe of the Butterball? Yes. Ah, oh, they're fierce warriors. How did you, what? how did you survive Thanksgiving? Uh, we don't give thanks. We take it. <laughs> I like him. I, I'm on board. There's one way through this mountain pass. One way only. Can, can you guide us, Tom? I can try, but it is deep winter, and the way is dangerous and fraught with peril. What do you need? What we need is luck, supplies and rations, which we don't have much of. I have none, as a matter of fact, so I'll be relying on what you have. Uh, breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs. I pull out some, like, uh, the fruit cake. 
I don't eat fruit breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Well, the, breadcrumbs. the, the cake part of the <laughs> And he like he like he like puts his beak right right in your in your pocket, and he, and you can hear him say in like a muffled voice, gingerbread crumbs. Yeah, I just I just hand him. Yeah. Bob. When he eats, it actually sounds like he gobbles it up pretty quickly. So, um, and and he says. This way. He says, he says, he says that? He does. This, this way. And he turns and he just, like, he's light enough that he's walking on top of the snow. And, and both, of, both of you are light as, as well. Um, and he stops and says, are you not taking the packs in there? And he motions Obviously. back at the giant sack. And you know, both those did two backpacks. One of them is bedazzled and white. And the other is a deep brown leather. I like it. Looks functional. What's inside it? Uh, all there are a bunch of rations. There are some some traveling supplies. Uh, there are some additional bolts for uh, crossbow. Okay. A little hand crossbow. Uh, pretty much all of the gear that you guys didn't have time to get yourselves yeah. before you <laughs> ran out of town. <laughs> there's there's winter clothes and tents and. I'm gonna grab hold of gun drop. I'm gonna say, don't you see this whole thing's been set up? This. Actually, yeah, I'm going to roll that insight on the turkey. Yeah. Can I roll insight on the turkey as well? I'm obviously suspicious. Natural 20. Doesn't matter. I got botch. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> okay. You're right. I like him, turkey. And, and, and both of you feel completely vindicated in your own, um, in your own perception of, of who this turkey is. Gumdrop, you do know deep in your heart that he's there to help. And that he was probably one of the handful of Christmas magic helpers that Santa and, and the reindeer have, have had. And and uh, Bindlewitch, you know, this guy is just full of... Full of... Sugar. Stuffing. Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> sugar and stuffing. <laughs> you strike me as the kind of turkey that's full of sugar and stuffing. So we should follow him. I grab I'll my backpack and throw it on. But if I find out you're sucking that candy cane, I swear to gosh... I'll roast you over, over an open fire before you can see it's Christmas morning. Shall I sing us a good traveling song? Please do not. Uh, and Walking around the mountaintop, it's a happy traveling day. This this starts to, to fade off into the distance as we leave the scene, and you three, um, the two of you with, with Tom the turkey, are moving up <laughs> deeper into the mountain, into the mountain range. And he takes you. I'm gonna need some survival checks from you guys so that you know. Sure. There are a couple of parts where, like, it's been blizzardy, it's been snowy. He's losing the way a little I bit. Use Princess Sparkles. I got 22. Dan, what kind of min-maxed ass character is this? What is it? Plus He's eight. He's a on ranger. A, plus eight on everything. He's a ranger. <laughs> what do you got? 22. Here? I rolled another natural 20. You did. It's right there. So that is a total of 26. 22. You guys are able to stay on track, but what we're gonna do now is a skill challenge. This is deep winter. This is... Um, the sun is out for a mere four hours of the day. And it is the two of you out there with, with some winter clothes, but there's no, there's no rest. As you trudge through the snow, sometimes it's powder up to your knees, and sometimes you can feel the wind whipping at your face. This is the harshest of, of conditions. And so what we're going to do here is a skill challenge. Now, you can... Take turns. We're going to go back and forth, so I want you guys to roll initiative, okay? Okay. Good. That's a I rolled nine. a four, but Dan has a plus nine on initiative. Yeah. It's because he's alert. And so I have a 13. 
is what I wrote. All right, so we're going to go with, with Bindle Witch first. And so what's going to happen is, the way that we're going to work this, you can choose any skill that you find on your sheet that you are proficient with. Okay. You can only use the ones you're proficient with. Okay. And you have to justify why this skill is going to help you in this, this Arctic survival scenario. You cannot use the same skill twice. Yeah. However, if each of you, for example, have athletics, you can each use it once. Mm. But you yourself cannot use athletics twice. Okay. You need seven successes before four failures. Okay. Okay, cool. I would like, if and you would permit me... Yes, uh, I'm sorry. And uh, <coughs> if you want to use a spell or an ability, you will forego your turn. It's not really a roll. Um, if you want to do something to kind of help the scenario, give advantage on something or... Or whatever, okay? So uh, every roll is going to count as one hour's worth of travel time okay. throughout the day. I would like to use acrobatics. I'm going to show Gumdrop here, who's clearly spent his life seeing taverns and not being in the wilderness as I have, how to be light on his feet. And to, when there's heavy snow, if you stay close to the trees, we can use those thick roots to step on um, instead of, uh, instead of uh, submerging ourselves in the snow. And then wherever there's crags and rocks, we can lighten our feet. We'll hop between them so that we don't have to okay. crawl in the middle of them. All right, you need to roll. This is a, everything is a DC 15. 21. 21. That is one success. Gumdrop, what are you going to do? Um, using my performance, I am going to, uh, as we're walking through this like narrow cleft, and we can't really see what's going on in front of us because the snow is dropping really heavily. I'm going to use my performance to kind of echolocate where we are, singing and having the sound bounce off the uh, mountain walls around me to kind of pull us into the center path of this one little mountain pass that we're walking through. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, Bindlewitch has has got you guys moving across the top of the snow. And Tom the Turkey is pretty good at this too. So then he's He's three footsteps. There's gnome footsteps and, and halfling footsteps and little turkey tracks. Mm-hmm. And they're they're moving through. And after a little while, you find yourself in kind of like a, a deeper cavern that has been cut out by maybe maybe some sort of arctic dwarf years ago. Maybe it's even the frost giants. It's pretty wide. But it's very misty and, and, and it's thick and foggy in here. And that's when you're... 26. 26. That would be a success. That's two successes. You need five more. Um, Bindlewitch, what are we going to... Um, I am going to use my perception to see if, if, if I stay low, if I can see under the mist. Or is it raising, or is it, is it... It's, it's clinging the, to, to the ground. Clinging to the ground? So, I um, will use... So, hold on. Uh, bef- before you choose, yeah. uh, I want you to think about this. You guys are moving through this cavern, and it is full of fog, and every once in a while you hear... You were gumdrop, sing out just a little ditty, and and he's listening to the echoes, and then you, you hear the uh, you know we go left or or right here, or uh, hug the wall over here because there's a there's an opening in the ground over there, yeah. right? And so he's able to guide you through this, and uh, you get you get out to the other side, and you see that there's this kind of a, a small foresty uh, like sparse trees yeah. moving up. So what would you like to use in this area? I'm gonna see if uh, I would like to use perception. To see if, uh, when I look over this, uh, these trees, if, if I can pick up what seems to be an easier path or, or a natural way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, that'll be... Uh, that's a seven, eight, 16. 
16, that beats it. No, you, seven plus 15. 15 matches, and so that beats it. So you guys are, are crushing this. Of course, the bard and the rogue with all the skills are just going to destroy yeah. this. Next time, it will be a DC 20. Um, <laughs> so what do we have uh, going on for, for Gumdrop? So he's, he's figured out the, the best way. Bindlewitch has looked out, and he's seen through these sparse trees which way to go. Yeah. And you can see that these are all uh, thick evergreen trees. They're, they're carnivorous. Um, there's nothing edible in here. But you do see kind of small tracks of, of rabbits and even some deer. Perchance reindeer, who? But no one knows for certain. Um, actually, you might. You're a ranger. <laughs> your favorite, your favorite enemy is beasts. Beasts. Okay, so you would be able to tell if you, if you bother to look. But you do see the odd animal track through here, uh, but it is empty and hollow. And the giants are a distant um, threat behind you now. You're three hours beyond where they are. Mm. Um. A lot of this, this big open area, concerns Gumdrop in every way that Gumdrop can be concerned, which is not a whole lot. Just a two. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're running out of candy. But, but, but April but, Fools and and Halloween. Yeah. Those are the only concerns. <clears throat> so also St. Patrick's Day is a little racist for him. But. Um, <laughs> he's wondering why nobody questions the drink, the Irish car bomb. Yeah. Why is this not an issue for anybody else? <laughs> So, Gumdrop is going to kind of slink down and try his best to move quietly. He's not doing the echolocation thing anymore. Um, and very specifically, he's going to uh, try to help everyone else be quiet as well. So, I, I want to roll my stealth. As we make it through the spot where we're a little exposed, I want to stealth through it. Sure. Oh. Oh, no. That, that, is, a, that is a 13. It's a 13, so that is a failure. So that is three successes to one failure. Gumdrop, not big gum being quiet. No. No one's surprised. No. Um, so that was stealth. Yeah. All right, Bindlewitch, what are we up to next? I'm going to... Um, so as you guys are moving through, you found the correct way to go, and you, you hear Gumdrop you know, drop low and just very noisily... You can, can hear little sleigh bells and things on his person that are jingling as he crawls on his hands and knees through the woods. Son of a nutcracker, will you stick a candy apple in it? I'm being quiet. I would like to use my survival to see if uh, along the way I can find any any berries or some sort of edible snacks or even if I can track one of the beasts to eat, to keep our energy up so that we're, uh, we're more alert as we move through. Absolutely. Go, go ahead. Eleven, but I'm gonna roll this inspiration D6 right here for fourteen, <laughs> and I've started so I'll finish. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, so that was blowing two of the inspiration. <laughs> Terry's not kidding. He just uses them up, right? <laughs> so, so that's it. I'll leave the last one for Dan. When By he the way, we are day. now the best of the best of seven at this point, where it's or sorry, best of four at this point. Where we now need three successes or three failures to... That, that's correct, yes. So that was survival. So um, you do manage to find that there is... As you're looking around for berries, when you realize that there's a consistent pattern to the berries that are missing. You can see some, and they're not very tasty. They're a little bit sour. Mm. It's a harsh area, and it's, it's very carnivorous. It's like, you could maybe stave off starvation with these, but you're not going to feel nourished. Right. 
but there are some that are definitely missing in this area, and this is where the tracks are, and this is a game trail. And obviously, they they um, these animals go up and down this trail, and you found a path through it, and so as you guys pass through this forest, you get up to not the highest peak, but you come over around the side of the mountain. You can see now that things are moving downhill. And it has opened up in many caverns and crevices. And as you stand there and look, an avalanche from the highest peak off to your left falls all silently and deadly. It's nowhere near you, but the ground here is absolutely dangerous. Gumdrop. Walking carefully, especially across one of these like little land bridges across one of these crevices that you said, um, I am going to use my acrobatics to kind of make my way across it as gently as I can. How are we doing? That's a that's a total of twelve. So I'm going to use Do it. The second to last inspiration that Gumdrop has. To hit a 15. Okay, that's that's five of the seven. Bindle Witch. Mm. You guys have crossed this land bridge. You watched exactly where Gumdrop stepped, and it cracked underneath him for a moment, but it held. And while it doesn't fill you with a whole lot of, uh, of confidence in it, he made it across, and he's not much lighter than you. Right. So you're able to go as well. Even Tom the turkey makes it across by kind of flapping his wings a little bit, get, okay. getting a little bit of air. You can do it, my friend. Even uh, a turkey can fly if he believes hard enough. I know. And so as, as you guys uh, cross this, you see that um, it's very, very steep, this next section. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get down the sheer cliff somehow. What are you going to do? I would like to use my stealth to move silently and as true-footed and as carefully as I can, leading by example, hoping that, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, Gumdrop the gnome and Tom the turkey follow suit. Okay, your, your stealth at, at first was about silence and now it's about footing. Yeah. Right, very light footed all the way down. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, go ahead, let's roll it. 17. 17. That is six of seven with only one failure. Gumdrop. You guys get to the bottom and you are in deep mist now. The powder is very, very light. There was obviously clearly an avalanche that went through here not long ago, and you guys sink down to your hips. And as you're walking through, things are getting very cold. I'd like both of you to make a con save. Oh, no. That's not good. It's a seven. That's cocked. He was having ten. That was good. Worst con save. We're going to roll for Tom as well. That Tom's all right. Tom Tom flutters, and he's able to stay alive. I got seven. Yeah, me too. Both of you sink down and are starting to get very cold. If you don't rest soon, take some sort of short rest, heat up, find some warmth. We're going to start taking levels of exhaustion here. We got it. And you can feel it. You already have disadvantage on this next check. What is it going to be, Gumdrop? I can't feel my toes. I am going to go to Tom. And knowing his tribe history of these great barbarian Famous barbarian turkeys. Famous barbarian turkeys of strength and power. 
I'm going to convince him to let me tie him up so that he can pull us out of this softer stuff um, to a more compact ground so that we can finally rest. I would like to persuade Tom the Turkey to do some barbarian nonsense to pull us out. Sure, okay. Okay. You have disadvantage on this Disadvantage. Round. Come on, Dan. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. It's good. It's good. Oh, it's an 18 and a 1. That is a natural 1. And I am not playing the halfling, so I can't re-roll that. So, what did you end up with for persuasion? Uh, eight. Tom the turkey looks at you. We have a very dignified people. <laughs> this is a hard pill to swallow, and it fills me with a, a, a grim, negative feeling deep inside that, that you would even ask such a thing. So, between the pill and the grim, the answer is no. And that is a failure. You are sitting there, trudging waist deep through this. You can feel your jingle bells starting to turn into ice cubes. As you are moving through, it is cold, and you are starting to shiver. Yeah. Uh, that was a persuasion, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just keeping track here. Uh, let me see. Uh, Bindle Witch. Mm. You guys are still in this deep snow, and it's thick fog around you. Every once in a while, a, a giant shape looms out of the fog. And it's a massive, um, almost like a, an upside-down icicle sticking up. Um, I would like to use my athletics to see if I can just goon my way out of this snow. Just dig deep inside of myself and see if I can drag us out with my last remaining bit of energy. Okay. Tom the turkey turns to you and says... Quietly, friend. These are the forbidden lands. Right. Of course. Grab your chestnuts, bud. We're getting out of here. Maybe. Maybe. 16. 16? That is a final success. You dig deep and manage to, to, to pull your way out. Um, this is going to give you advantage to see if you can get out of this as well. They're taking an actual level of exhaustion. Get this Come on, gumdrops. Now. You have to match his own strength. We need a 16 out of you from athletics. Let's do it. I'd like to point out Gumdrop has a 9 in strength. Gumdrop has a 9 in strength? Yeah, but it's his athletics has a, has a 0, right? It's a 0. It's not a negative modifier. Oh, yeah. sorry. I thought when you so said I have that, to roll a I thought you meant his modifier was no, no. I just rolled double 7s. Double seven, so, so absolutely not. Yeah. So um, Gumdrop takes a level of exhaustion and starts to, to shiver. This is disadvantage on all ability check rolls. I want to grab hold of him. Just give him a little pep talk. <laughs> Just so now you listen to me, Gumdrop. You gotta pull it together, or we ain't getting out of here. It's all frozen. I, How am I supposed to pull it together? I'm going to tell you something I never told anyone. I can't do this alone. Sure you can. You're a, you're a big, brave halfling. I'm not that big. You're so big, you tall. might as well be a fulling. I appreciate that. And I got one question. Very least a three-quarterling. What the hell am I supposed to be half of? I'm a whole. And I'm going to remember that. That's all I got. Tom, Tom the turkey turns you and goes, shh. Perception checks. 16. 
with disadvantage. 17. You guys hear the crunching of footsteps through the snow, and Tom gets low and huddles up against one of these giant icicles that are pointed up at the sky. This icicle is about 10 feet round at the base and goes up into the fog. You can't even see the tip of it. But based on kind of the, the angle of the sides, it probably goes up 13 to 15 feet. This thing is huge. And Tom huddles right up next to it, but he doesn't quite touch it because it's so cold. And he sits there and he goes, shh. And you hear a crunch, 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 crunch. And then a loud roar echoes through the area. What in the holy fudge was that? I don't know. You're the hunter. Stealth checks. Stealth checks. Uh, 21. 18. You guys are whispering back and forth, and Tom just turns, like, with great big wide eyes and a look of, what the Christmas fudge are you doing? Be quiet. And as you stop speaking, you can hear in the distance four or five more of these loud roars, these these baleful howl- howls end up echoing. Any baleful howl? Yeah, keep, keep it coming, guys. Keep <laughs> it coming. Just waiting for viscera. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, they answer back but it's almost impossible to tell how far or what direction they're coming from with all of these giant icicles bouncing the the sound waves and the thick fog and from where you're standing you're not even sure which way you came from if it wasn't for the tracks that you've made in the snow but we don't see them yet huh oh you can't you can't see anything your stealth is good enough that you can continue forward at a very slow pace. But it's starting to get dark again. Uh, no dark vision or anything. Um, I'm going to cast Message. Um, just so my whispering can be hear, heard clearly. Yeah. Um, to Tom the Turkey saying, we need to camp. I'm sorry. <coughs> we need to camp. Can, can we find a spot? Safe cave? Do you know of a safe cave around here somewhere? I have never been here before. We fly over these other forbidden lands. Why are they forbidden? Any turkey that has come here has had his goose cooked. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's the matter, Gumdrop? Chicken? Nah, just a little partridge. Um, we, we need to, uh... Whisper. <laughs> Bindle witch. <laughs> um, can you find us a cave? The turkey can't. Uh, can I find a cave, Dia? I don't know. Let's let's have a survival check. Based on how the ground is, the avalanche. You've been around winter areas before. You've 27. Seen... You have advantage. It's your favorite train. Botch. 27. 27. Yeah, you know the area well enough to be able to... It takes you a while, but very stealthily as you move, you are able to find a small cave. Uh, I think there's a cave over here. There's just a... It's more of an impression against the wall. It's more an impression, really. Okay. So it's only about 10 feet deep, and it's very tall. You guys can't see the top of this area. But it's it's good for shelter against wind, but, uh, but it's not going to stop the snow that is slowly starting to fall. From, from landing on top of you. What do I have in my pack? Do I have a canvas? I don't know. What do you have in your pack? What You found whatever Dan wrote down on that character sheet. That's what's in your pack. 
The leather, a light hammer, a quarterstaff, just got weapons, really. Oh, he also said that you have a bunch of meat. Which means that I would assume you'd have some way of cooking it as well. So we can add a tinder yeah, box he, as yeah, well. Yeah. Tinder box, yeah, torch. Unfortunately, there's no trees around here. There's no firewood. If you're going to make a small fire or, or try to create some sort of warmth, mm. you'll have to burn items you already have. Mm, I have travelers um, clothes. Gumdrop offers his ten torches as firewood. Sure. We'll take those. I also have ten torches. We should be good. Okay, we'll burn our torches. Can I get a survival check? We'll, we'll see how well this works, how long they last. Um, I would like to inspire this sure. roll. And again, you have advantage. Uh, that's not how inspiration... Any, any, uh, no, no. Uh, you have inspiration, but he has, because he of his favorite terrain. Favorite terrain. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, survival, right? Well, it's 24. Plus a d8. Because I'm inspiring you. 24 plus 8. 32. 32. <coughs> You're able to create a little fire. You actually uh, dig down into the snow a little bit to keep the flames themselves from being seen at a distance. And the smoke that rises mingles in with the fog as you're up against this this icy wall. Nice. As you dig down a little bit deeper uh, into the snow, you find that you can probably make a camp here overnight if you needed to, mm. if the exhaustion is, is getting to you. Or you can continue to move, keeping in mind it is Gnomish Christmas. What would you like to do? You're getting a short rest right now? But he has a level of exhaustion, right? So you're going to need a long rest. You're going to need a long rest, buddy. No. It's Gnomish Christmas. We must push on. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll press on. Yeah, this is going to take up two of your torches because you're only staying an hour. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's going to take up two of your torches. <laughs> okay. And... And Tom the turkey is keeping watch. No, wait, I'm, I'm using that character later. I volunteer my torches. <laughs> <laughs> One second while I re-erase that number. Re-erase. Re-erase? <laughs> You've erased it and now you're erasing it. I again. erased it, put another number in, and then you made me re-erase it. And... All right. You guys are sitting in this frigid cold for about an hour, just enough to get that, that cold that had sunk into your, um, into your bodies from landing in that powder. You're able to kind of shake that out, put, take your boots off and put your feet by, by the flame and kind of warm up a little bit. Um, oh. But it's not enough to get a full rest and there's no sleep. Oh, um, I never thought I'd feel warm again. Uh, I guess not. We're none of, neither of us are low on hit points right now, are we? No, we're full. Okay. I was going to say, as a bard, I have a song of rest, but don't need to do that. No, let's press on. Let's get out of here. Okay. As you're extinguishing the torch, um, you suddenly hear Tom squawk and take off into the fog. Where the fuck? And the sounds of battle. A howl. A baleful howl ricochets through the area. Like a big howl? Like a, a... Huge. This sounds like a monstrously large creature. This roar fills the area. And you can hear Tom screaming and raging. And he is the angriest turkey you've ever heard. Can I... The sounds of battle. Given from the sounds, can I determine what this creature might be? 
this is your favorite terrain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can roll for this, but I'm not going to give you advantage. Nature? Uh, yes. <coughs> oh, that is a nine. <laughs> That's a nine? Try to tell about how you sell it. Oh, good, nine! Nine? Um, you... Your favorite enemy is is, uh, is beast. You know that this is not a beast. This is some sort of monstrosity. God knows what. This is not a beast. This is something. We should help her. I, I, I'm I'm pulling on my uh, white leather sequined boots, getting them on, brushing off a little bit of like a smudge of dirt that's on there. I'll pull out my short sword and I'll say, once more. Onto the breach. I, I reach behind me, pull out a little fuglehorn, and charge and run into the fog. Roll initiative. Nope. You didn't want to go for a surprise attack or anything? I'm a bard, not a rogue. I got 24. Five. Five? Okay, so we've got Bandersnatch, Zwick Whistle. What is it? Yeah, no, you had it right. Yep. Yeah. The creature. And then Gumdrop. Oh my god. Gumdrop runs in. It's a question mark for the creature. It's the, it's the Riddler. Yeah. Uh, Gumdrop runs into the fog in slightly the wrong direction. And he has to turn around and catch up with you. You can hear the sounds of battle. And as you run forward, you see feathers and blood everywhere. Tom! And, and Is it viscera? It's not viscera, Dan. That's just an ugly word. The, the snow and the ice on on the ground and, and on these big icicles is just splattered. This looks like a horror scene. There is so much gore. There are so many entrails left around. There's a wing that you come across. Turkey wing? A turkey wing. That was like the best part. Is there turkey leg? Yeah, I was thinking leg. No, there's not. However, Gumdrop does find drumsticks. <laughs> but, uh, picking those up to save for later. They're turkey bone drumsticks. How many? Two. <laughs> Not a turkey spider. <laughs> Where are you going with Yeah, this? he had two legs, dude. <laughs> and then you run up, and you can see about 20 feet in this in this heavy fog, and you turn around and see a Yeti ah! standing there. It is your turn. He's got his back to you, and he is chewing on... Tom's severed head. I'm good. I will, uh... Just gobbling it up? Yeah. I'll say... was gizzard. I'll say, uh... God jump, there's only one way we can do this. Are you just making the character decision that he hits the... He, like, he hits our heart. <laughs> there's only one way. It's hard with the voice. Um, so... Uh, we gotta take this thing head on. I'm gonna run into melee with this yeti. But I'm going to hold my... He's got his back to you. He is feasting on this. So he's about three quarters turned away from you. Does he know I'm coming? He does not. Do I have advantage on this attack? You do. I will attack him with my plus one short sword. He gets very sneaky and just takes off. You lose him in the fog. You're going to have to start with a perception check to find out where he went. Okay. So it's plus a. Uh, so it's twenty six to hit. Twenty six to hit. Yeah. That is definitely going to hit. That is going to be. This yeti towers over you. He's fifteen feet tall, over four times the size of you. 
He has massive, gigantic horns. Oh, plus three to six? Plus three to six, right? Gigantic horns are barely visible up in the fog above you. And you can see that he's got razor-sharp claws and white fur covering his entire body. Oh my god. Where are you attacking? You, can, you can't reach above waist height. Well, it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be the, the twins, isn't it? It's gonna have to be the plums. Going for the sugar plums. <laughs> sugar plums. This is for Tom the turkey, mother fluffer. It's not great, is it? It's not great. It's two. Uh, that's gonna be a nine. It's eleven. Uh, so that's thirteen plus six. Uh, uh, plus seven. Uh, so twenty. Twenty? Yeah. You managed to cut. Right in to the plums. <laughs> to the sugar plums. Suddenly, a severed turkey head lands on the ground about six feet from you. Is it Tom? It is Tom. Oh, I was hoping it was another turkey. And the creature yells out, howling loudly, and turns to face it. What else would you like to do? You still have the rest of your... You have a bonus action, and, and you've used uh, about half your movement. Um, am I able to make an... Uh, can I use my bonus action to make an unarmed strike? I forget the rules on how this works. Yes, but it only counts as one damage. Plus strength? But you are a rogue, so you can dash, hide, or disengage. Oh, right? I'll disengage. How much movement do you think I have left? Uh, you're a halfling. How much movement do you have in the 25. first place? You have about five feet of movement left. You, you ran 20 feet up to him. I will disengage and move five feet back. No. I will... I will actually... He is, he is considered a huge creature, which means that you can climb him if you'd like as well. I don't know if that's an option. We'll I'm, have to make an, uh, I'm going to move around the back of him so that if Gumdrop comes through, I'll be flanking with him. Okay. All right, sounds good. That's my... That's my. Uh, that's your turn? He is going to look down at you and and roar. Oh, bonus action dodge. Bonus action dodge? I'm a rogue. No. No, can't do that. Dash. You're thinking dash. It's... Actually, I think you might be able to. Cunning action. You can dash, dash disengage, or hide. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, well, I can't hide him. So I'm around the back then. Then. All right. He looks you square in the eye, and you can see the deep, piercing blue look as he stares deep into your soul. And you need to make a DC 18 Constitution save. Oh, fudge. Oh, that's good. 19 on the dice. 19? Okay, um... Ah, there's no, uh, there's no half on this. So, uh, you just shake off this effect. You can feel that there was cold that was seeping into your bones for a second, but you were able to shrug it off, and he's going to get two attacks on No way, Kimosabi, daddy's got half. That's an F1. Oh, fudge. Uh, that is 2d6, so that makes it 4d6. Uh, 3335 uh, is 14, plus 7 is 21. Oh, oh my goodness. Plus, that's, that's slashing damage. Because it's a crit, I do it again. Um, 7, 8, it's 15. Cold damage as well, as these gigantic claws slice through you. So that was 35 okay, points I, I count up, so that's going to take me to 30. And that's the first attack? That's the first attack. On the second attack, uh, um, that is a 21 to hit. Will hit. Do you want to pump some AC into this sucker, Dad? 
That's, uh, Wasn't expecting you to fight a Yeti. <laughs> That's, uh, we are fighting a Yeti. Ten points of slashing damage. Oh, shit. And ten points of cold damage. Another twenty points of damage. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good place. I'm not a good... Oh! Ah, Gumdrop, I've been gone like three seconds, why aren't you here? It is your turn, Gumdrop. Perception. Yep. Uh, 14? Yeah, 14 is enough to know. Yeah, we're looking for a 10. <coughs> you, okay. can, you can hear the howl of the sugar plums getting cut. You all and then And then the idea of this massive hand coming down and slicing twice into Bindlewitch. And he just, he just cries loudly and says, "What do you say when you get when you get slashed open?" Uh, I just son of a nutcracker. I'm gonna get within sixty feet of the Yeti. Okay. And I'm going to pull out my, uh, um, what do we got here for musical instruments? Um, I'm gonna pull out my kazoo. And speaking into the kazoo, I would like to yell out. You've caused my friend lots of pain. Now it is time for you to change. And I'm going to cast Polymorph on him. Yes. All right. What? What's that? Uh, makes a wisdom saving throw. That is a 12. Uh, that, that, yeah, he'll fail. Um, Sorry, I, what happened? I am going to change him. What are you casting? I'm casting Polymorph. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am going to... Uh, change him into a house cat. Okay. Just a... Yeah, well, no, that's not, that's not fairly Christmassy. I will change him into a partridge. Okay. And as it slowly falls and rests on a nearby pear tree, um, I will... Is it a partridge? No, pear. no pear trees around here. There's no pear trees. Gumdrop is upset that the fact that my friends won't support me in my narrative of partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> but I'm just going to be yelling, RUN! And then the rest of my action, I'm booking it. You're looking at me as though. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's I'm your turn, Spindlewitch. Oh, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm running after you, Gumdrop. You can hear the other howls in the distance. No idea how close they are as they echo through this area and you know that this is the Yeti's family the rest in this pack you know that this is well I guess now it's it's the Partridge family that is oh, that God. is currently howling how does this happen how does it happen as you guys are running through the woods uh, or not sorry not through the woods you guys are running through this 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 powdered terrain your footsteps are not making like heavy sounds here which means you'll have advantage on stealth as you run, which will even you out, Gumdrop. Um, I am also going... Oh, okay, it'll even me out. I was going to cast Silence on myself because I am covered in jingle bells and, like, little musical uh, ties that smack against each other. So, like, I'm running down. I sound like a one-man band, just like... <laughs> as I'm running. Not because of my foot falls, but because of all that stuff. So why I is there a cast silence on my? Why okay. is there a bass drum on your back? Boom, 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 boom. He's got the. He's, uh, he's I am pull out timpanies and just start playing. Yeah. I am running, so it's yeah. All right. So are you casting silence upon yourself? I'm going to cast silence upon myself. Uh, that will cover kind of both of us as we're looking at. All right. Um, I would like you guys to uh, actually bindle witch. I'd like you to roll survival 
to try to figure out which direction you're going. You can't okay. see the North Star anymore. You've lost track of, of where the mountain is, uh, and you don't have Tom to help you. I got a 13. A 13? So, uh, you rolled a 13. Yes. On your survival. I did. You guys are stumbling around silently. You realize that when you turn to talk to Gumdrop, and he's right nearby you. What's the radius on? So it's like 20 think, feet. Yeah. yeah. You, you turn to talk to him, and you, you don't hear anything. Okay. And you you know you're familiar with this spell. You're you're level eight. Yeah. You you are familiar with the fact that um, all of a sudden he stopped making noise as well. But you can see all the bells and and bobbles and whatnot um, still bouncing on his body as he's running. But there's nothing happening, so you don't have to make an arcana check. It would get be obvious to you as you are running. Um, you suddenly get to the edge of the fog, and you see beyond you. There's a massive frozen lake and on the other end of the lake it's got to be two miles wide and on the very end of it you can see a very tall pole oh. with a star on top of it and directly above that that little artificial star up directly above an, in, an unknowable amount of distance up in the sky is another star the north star and this is the North Pole. The pole itself seems fairly large from this area, probably more than just, or from this distance, probably more than just a pole. But it's difficult to tell because you have a frozen lake to get across. I'm going to drop the silence at this point. Do you think that's it? It's, it's the North Pole? I have a question. Can I see Sam? If we walk towards the North Pole and walk past it, does it then become the South Pole? No, it's still the North Pole. We just start walking south. This confuses me. How are we going to get across this frozen lake? With our feet and a lot of Christmas luck. I will use... Let me see what I got. What do I have in the way of blades? You have a plus one sword that you picked up. Is that not, that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about skates. Yeah. What can I make for skates? Oh! We gotta tie ourselves together. If So if one falls under the ice, the other one can pull them out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have hemp and rope. Cool. I would also say... Um, can I roll a survival to understand what kind of level of expertise Gumdrop would have with walking across a... <laughs> the bar. Dan, who was in Boy Scouts, has a couple things that's just like, oh yeah, just do this. I'm not sure, sure Gumdrop would know those. Yeah. That is a uh, 18. Yeah, sure. What do you know? Um, we, I mean, we should put down blankets and pull ourselves along so our surface area is wider as well. Really? Like a bedroll? Oh, I've got two blankets. Sure. So I, we run up to the edge of this uh, uh, lake, and I, while you tie us together, I'm pulling out the blankets and like laying them down on the ice. Okay, okay, okay. How are we gonna pull out? So I mean, I can use my quarter staff to. I pull out my Whitland knife, which is it, written here. Whitland. Whitland. It's for Whitland. 
There's no G on the end. I wrote it down with an apostrophe. It's yeah. Whitland. It's a Whitland knife. So um, I pulled that out and my shovel, oh. which I'm assuming is like a smaller. I pull out my. Oh, hammer. it's a trowel it's for a, regular yeah. people. Yeah. I pull out my hammer, and then like I'm in public, <laughs> it's cold out. Are you sure you want to do that in front of people? With a toffee hammer right now. <laughs> no one wants to see your candy cane. So we. I'm just gonna use these to like pull myself along. On it's like the, down on your stomach, and you yeah. and you are like. Almost as if uh, you're climbing across the lake. Yes. Okay. Sure. I will follow suit using my, I guess, uh, I'm going to make you guys roll climb checks with advantage. Um, Before we do this, seeing how hurt my friend is. I am. um, I do not have the ability to cast a heal. Yes, you do. You have healing word, but I have healing word. Like I was like a cure wounds, so I only have yeah. the. Oh, we have the, we do have the mold wine that gives two d eight, but it's disadvantage on charisma and dex. After that, I would mold mold wine is your favorite drink, so yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'll get a little drunk, and I'll still hit you with this because you got you got messed up, and I'll get a little drunk. Um, you are going to gain six hit points from me. That's not bad, and twelve from myself. Um. So okay. that's a total of 18? A total of 18. Okay. Not too shabby. I now have disadvantage um, on charisma and dex for an hour. Just for an hour? Okay. At the rate that you guys are moving along here, it will take more than an hour to get across. Okay. But I am going to need some climb checks, which in 5th edition is athletics. So athletics, it's not going to take much. We're just going to see if you're cracking the ice when you go. I need you guys to do three... Successful. Uh, you are just getting straight roll, right? Because you still have a level of exhaustion down. Oh yes, I, th- I was rolling with disadvantage just now. So oh no, so you're just a straight okay, roll. Okay, cool. So um, I want three successes before three failures on this. Twenty-three. Uh, yeah, and this is just for you to get across. So the first third. How do we do on the first third? Seventeen. And twenty-three. Yes, you guys are moving pretty pretty well. The ice though is starting to get a little bit thinner. Twenty-two. And the DC is going higher. Second one was twenty-two. Seventeen. Yep, you guys are sorry. Still... No, sorry, no. Uh, fifteen. You guys are still okay, but the ice is starting to shift and crack. Before you go on, can I get perception checks? Twenty. Twenty-four, with disadvantage. Twenty-two. Directly in front of you, you can see just peeking out of the ice. Not moving, frozen, and you can see icicles hanging off of it, is a large fin. And it doesn't look like it's from any kind of fish that you've ever seen. Um, what is that? Should we just skate on by? Or... Oh, wait. I'm Give pulling out my longbow. Want me to stick one in him, see what he does? Or we could just go around it. Give it a wide berth. Just a wide berth. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll do the smart thing. Okay. So we're going to go, we're gonna go around it and give berth. it a wide berth. Okay, as you go to give it a wide berth, it's going to add an extra roll. Okay. What do we get? It was athletics, right? Yes, it was 26. And? 10. 25, sorry. So, as you start to give it a wide berth, uh, which way are you going, right or left? Right. Okay, you start to move right. You see gumdrops starting to go left, and you hear the cracking of ice. 
And now the DC is through the roof. The ice is starting to break and shift. I will... I'm going to see if I can use my athletics to pull him back to me on the rope. Yep. Can I aid? But it's, <laughs> I got advantage anyway. Oh, okay. Every time that, that you would would do this, you're going to start. You're going to keep cracking the ice. Twenty. Twenty. Yep. Absolutely. You're able to pull him. You can feel or you see the edges of your blanket gumdrop starting to get wet as as uh, Bindlewitch pulls you and. Suddenly, a massive chunk of ice that he was just on shifts and flips upside down because it is uh, it's top heavy. This ice and it flips, and you can see uh, it's a little bit higher now. Had you stayed on it, you would be underwater with no way up. You are still about two thirds of the way across this with this giant fin nearby. Okay, do you have rope? It's a direct shot to the giant fin. And then out, or you can continue to make checks to go around it. Do you have rope? We should. No, I don't. Yes, you have. You have a hundred feet of rope. I know because I made that character sheet. Oh, yep, there it is. Yep, I have a hundred feet of rope. Okay, give me a rope. I give him the rope. Okay, what we're gonna do? I'm gonna tie that new piece of rope to me as well, and I'm gonna attach the other end to this arrow. I'm gonna fire this arrow into that fin, because I think it's frozen. There. Dan, go with me. Whatever you say. So if we go underwater, I can pull myself up to the fin, at least. Okay. (laughs) This will not end horribly. (laughs) I will actually give him inspiration. Sure. To do the shot. All right, so you get get to add a D8 to this. Okay, so I'm going to roll to hit, I guess. Yep, Uh, and this definitely has advantage because it's not moving. So, yeah, I guess... So, so 16 plus 7, 23. Directly into it, absolutely. It lodges in solidly. You strike true. Nice! And uh, what are you doing? Now we're going to continue. It doesn't move or anything? No. Oh, we're good. Holmes, let's just go towards that thing and then... Sure. Uh, All right, so as you're pulling it. yourself, you're no longer digging your tools into the ice. No, we're just pulling and, towards the thing. Yeah, and as you were getting closer, it's about 15 feet from the from the edge of the lake. This pole in front of you actually appears to be a tower that is incredibly tall. And as you're pulling yourself forward, um, you're you're focusing Bindlewitch, but Gumdrop, you look down, your passive perception was, what, 19? 19. You look down and you see that the fin belongs to a Remoraz that's been frozen in the ice. And what's interesting about it is that there are little flecks of, of sparkle that you can see all around it, and it's gold coins and expensive gems. They're under the ice? They're frozen in the ice. Beside the Remoraz. It's there. If we want it. It's... Dan, give me a nature check. Four. Four? Gumdrop does not listen to the podcast and does not know what this means. (laughs) Um, Gumdrop is also nearing the end of Gnomus, having not yet been able to save Santa, is driven to move past and is going to be encouraging us to... Let's get him on the way back. On the way back. On the way back. On the way back. All right. As you guys head forward, um, you can see that the ice 
is still moving, and more more of it's um, becoming shards of ice that are flipping okay. upside down. And with your passive perception, you can see a massive shape moving under the water. A large white shape. And as just as you get to the shore, right at the edge of this lake, about 20 feet in front of you is the door. An adult white dragon bursts up through the lake, roars loudly, and looks at the area of, of his lair that has been um, defouled by you two. And he scans and sees the both of you. And this is where I'm going to end it, and Dan's going to take over. Standing above you guys, monstrously large, wings spread out wide as he tries to strike as imposing a scene as he can, you see this white dragon, his mouth open and dripping ice and water. Um, he howls at you, the cold, br uh, his cold breath hitting your face and blasting your hair back, uh, your bedazzled jewel cape terry um flies in the breeze uh you get this harsh cold on on your body for a minute and then he kind of lands his two paws on either side of the two of you as his serpentine head comes in and both of you notice with your uh, passive perception that there's this large uh cold iron key hanging from his neck resonant voice he goes and just who do you think you are to disturb my lake and the Tower of Capture? My name is Gumdrop and this is Bindle, Witch the Halfling. Gumdrop and Bindle, Witch. It has been years since someone has dared tread across my domain. Tell me now why I shouldn't just eat the two morsels that you are right now. Because we're trying to save Christmas and that would ruin Christmas for everyone. Christmas. Dragons know no concept of Christmas. God, you're so lucky. <laughs> I'm assuming you want to see the Batman in red. Right now, all I want to do is this and I will produce my tinder box and I will say I'd wager a Terry's chocolate orange that you've never been given a he's Mr. Hanky all of a sudden I'm sorry <laughs> I've ruined this character this <laughs> go with it just roll with it <laughs> that you've never been given a gift so here's a gift um he is going to kind of just wave one talent finger and this monstrous draconic hand spectral comes over and picks it up and kind of floats it towards him and he sees and looks at it and goes what is this this is a tender box so now you can control the power of fire and cold you have given me great actually no i want you to roll a deception on this guy i'm going to uh, i think he's being legit though i think this is like, are you yeah, no, what? Persuasion, I'll, I'll take persuasion as well. I think, man, this, so my opening move was to try and deceive the dragon. Oh, was <laughs> it? So, I'll, pers or, I'll persuade the dragon. 
This is, oh gosh. This is no, that's charisma, right? Yep. It's a, oh, that's a 16. The dragon. That's a 17. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. Okay, you don't okay. have to blow inspiration on us. Um, the dragon chuckles deeply and this resonant noise just builds and builds and soon he is howling out into the skies in victory and you know yells out finally power over fire as well my weakness is sated you little one have earned a great prize but it shall come at an additional cost over yonder, and you see this spectral hand kind of point towards this large iron-bound uh, door that is the only visible source of egress or uh, into this tower, um, which is massively tall. And, and you see, kind of spinning around it, you see uh, red and white brick kind of spin around it to kind of give this... Uh, appearance of a vast candy cane as this thing is sticking out of the ground. I think it's a barbershop. Or a barbershop pole. They're kind of the same. Um, you see, uh, this thing is, this tower itself is probably about 80 feet around. Okay. Um, in di like 80 feet diameter. Uh, and, and it's quite, you know, substantial. There are, uh, there's no like holly around the door or anything. It kind of looks a bit bleak and plain. Um, but past it, maybe a mile, two miles down, you do see another small house and uh, what looks like a large military facility. A little bit further back, from your guys' perspective, and the like, dragon. I'm sorry, like like a like a bunker or like, like a barracks. Like or... a barracks. Okay, it's, it's not like a missile silo. Not not a missile <laughs> <Okay>. silo. <laughs> missile um, <laughs> But the that's one where, big that's thing where there's mistletoe. The the one big thing about the door that you note is there's this thick iron chain that is wrapped around the front of the door. On the, on, the, the on the pole. On the, yeah. okay. on, on the pole. Okay. If you want to see the big fat red man, you must make your way through his tower. But first is the door, and I hold the key. And you notice this big key swinging by his neck. Could we have the key? Only if you answer my three riddles. The dragon is going to give you guys three riddles. And because you have charmed him and, and kind of brought him onto your side, he is going to do it in such a way that um, if you fail, he will not immediately eat you. It's a... Uh... Very generous of you. <laughs> it's a fudging Christmas miracle. So, he kind of clears his throat. Just have to open my notes here. Clears his throat. I'd like to point out that I've never played a bard before, and so I have no idea what I'm doing. Sing. Just sing as often as possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad there's not an episode you can listen to or anything about this. <laughs> a man boasts... To his friends, I planted five rows of four trees each. And his friend looked at him and said, Are you saying you planted twenty trees in one day? 
No, the man said. I only planted ten. How did he do it? I cast greater invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> did you run away? <laughs> we need the key, I suppose, so I can't. Sorry, uh, four rows of five trees? Uh, five rows of four trees. Um, if you guys would like... Terry does not know the answer, but can Gumdrop roll some form of intelligence or history check to see if he has an idea of what the answer yes, would be? Yes, you most certainly can. And because you are a bard, I will let you add uh, half your proficiency modifier to the roll as an intelligence check. Straight intelligence? That's not good. Total of five. So, uh, uh, gum, gumdrop is useless in this in this uh, instance. I, I don't know math no lot. I got an eleven. You are looking up, um, Bindowitch, and you see the star above you, far, far away. And you have an idea that might have something to do with it. Okay. Five rows of four trees. You planted 20 trees. No, I only planted 10. Yes. Would I understand this is a play on words of some sort? Or am I like literally trying to do math in nature? Uh, this is a this is a play on words of some sort. Like there's definitely a trick being had here. He is a dragon. So there's definitely a trick being played here. The dragon is going to lean down and kind of cross his arms and look at you guys carefully. Five, ro- like roses maybe? Five rows of four trees. You planted two in each row and four is like F-O-R-E. Those, those trees over there are like five, five rows. The, the, the dragon chuckles. Not quite. Five rows. Remember, the star has something to do with it. You have the ability to inspire as a bard. I love that I'm the only rogue in existence with no modifier to intelligence. Thanks, Dan. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Hey, dragon. Yes. Do you like Santa Claus? No. Well, how about this? If you become friends with Santa Claus, maybe he'll put some Christmas magic on you and give you anything you want. And you I am to bound be- to this lake because of the fat maybe man's Christmas magic. I can convince him to unbound you. If unbind you could. You have given me the gift of fire. That is why I am allowing you to live. Tell you what, I will trade you for some information. What do you have to give? I assume you don't eat a whole lot. Like, there's not a whole lot. I've been snacking on a Remoraz for weeks. (laughs) Well, we have in pretty good authority that there's a tribe of uh, barbarian turkeys. A flock? A A flock of turkeys? A flock of turkeys. A murder. A murder of turkeys. (laughs) Not yet, but soon if you would like. 
They're nearby, just at the base of the mountain over there. It's not murder if it's for food. Um, roll a persuasion. Uh, I'll use my negative modifier because of the rogue with no freaking... Yeah, all right. <laughs> Nine with no charisma either. So that's a, that's an eight. That's an eight. I rolled a nine. That's an eight. Yo, uh, maybe I should jump in and try and persuade him as the bard. Yes, yes, turkeys, many turkeys, diet turkeys. Some of them roll, larger than. Roll your persuasion. Some bard. of them larger than this. Um, your persuasion's okay. You hired me. Twelve. Now I'm gonna use this. Okay. This yeah. Is an important time. Twelve. Seventeen. Um, he kind of chuckles and goes. I would be in the mood for a good roast. Right? All right, so I will give you one hint. The rows need not be in a line. They can intersect each other. Okay, so... Oh, I, I got it. I think, yeah, yeah. I think you're yeah, yeah, so it's a... I'm going to draw a pentagram on the ground and say... Nah. No, it's all right, it's you. Merry freaking Christmas, so let's go save Saint Santa. <laughs> Typo. Autocorrect. <laughs> Yeah, so basically what it is, is a five-pointed star, where each point is a tree, and each spot where the lines intersect is another tree, which would be four, five rows of four, and they would all connect. Yep. To be ten trees. I, I just drew it out, yeah. Yeah. My second riddle. Oh, fudge. Uh. <laughs> That's not it. Where does the fat man put his suit after Christmas? The closet. <laughs> In his suitcase. <laughs> he acquiesces. Yes, he puts it in the Santa Claus. It. It's not a riddle so much as just a really bad joke. Yeah. But it was funny, was it not? <laughs> 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 The second puzzle I have for you. And he waves his hand over and there produces on the ground a three liter jug and a five liter jug. And he goes, put into the jugs exactly four liters of water. You have... I've done this before. Five. So have I. I've done this a million times. I can't remember how it goes. I always have to do it from scratch. Uh, all right, no, I, I got it. So I'm going to fill up the three liter jug with water from yeah. the lake. I'm assuming we're not making yellow yep. snow. Yep. All right. And uh, I'm going to dump it into the five liter. Okay. Then I'm going to fill it up again and I'm going to dump that in. But it only fills up an extra two liters, so there's one left in the three liter. Right. So now that I've got one in the three liter, I'm going to empty the five liter. Yeah. So it's empty. I've got the one in the three. Put I pour in that in the five. five. Then I go get three more liters, put it put in the five. In. There yes. You did it. Very nicely done. And he grabs the chain around his neck and breaks off the key and hands you the key. And says, now if you don't mind, I, gotta... I have a tribe of turkeys to decimate. I, I grabbed this key, and it's, what, twice the size that I am? You said it was a giant iron key? On yeah, it, it is about the same size as you. Oh, good. I'll take the light end. <laughs> That's good. I'll take the dark end. <laughs> okay. 
And you walk up to the door, and there's this large chain, and you hear the sound of his wings buffeting the air as he takes off towards the uh, tribe of turkeys. I hope you enjoy your Christmas sleigh. I have never known a white dragon talk so much in my life. And uh, you see this large padlock on the, the door. We put the key in and turn it. The door clicks open, the chain disintegrates into nothingness, and the door opens inward. You get the smell of uh, nutmeg and cinnamon and just all that those wonderful Christmas smells hit you as you look into this um, massive room that is brightly lit. There is a faint jingle, just playing. You don't know where it's from of Christmas music in the background as you walk in and you are just hit with warmth. This this um, almost flood of warmth cascades over you guys. You know, if there wasn't a dragon standing behind us, I would have just picked this freaking lock. And I like pull up my thief's tools and just like wave it for a moment and just stick it back in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christmas. Oh, fuck it. If, if only someone hadn't thrown a dragon at me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, let's get uh, to the top of the tower as fast as we can. How do we get to the top of the tower? Is okay, it stairs? so you walk into this room. You're gonna like unzip my coat and like it's kind of, kind of nice and warm here. Yeah, it smells yeah. good. Yeah. Um, the door closes behind you, and you are standing inside of a large room. Like I said, this tower is about 80 feet in diameter, and this room would take up the entire 80 foot circular room. And you would suspect that this room at one point was where a lot of the quote unquote magic happens. It is a large work room. There is um, very utilitarian tile on the ground, um, but you do see the white walls with the the traditional like Christmas looking windows and the exposed cedar beams on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, there are crates and uh, barrels and various um, rolls of wrapping paper kind of strewn around. And you look up and you see that there's this 200 foot tall ceiling. And your guys' vision, this entire room is well lit. At the very top of this 200 foot tall uh, room, you see a single door that says the Hall of Claws. And between you and this door, floating in this room as if unaffected by gravity, You see tables, chairs, boxes, presents, crates. You see thin ribbons kind of spinning around. And this entire room is roiling from ground all the way up with presents and boxes and chairs and tables. So what? Floating in the air? Floating in the air. No one can see your hand movement. Yeah, Yeah. floating in the air. Okay. (laughs) Floating in the air. Floating in the air between between the ground and this 200-foot high door. What would you guys like to do? How far up is the nearest table or chair to us? And these things are kind of orbiting. They're they're constantly moving and and, and uh, rocking around. And occasionally, like a table will come by, scrape along the ground, and then continue on its trajectory. Uh, think like you know those old DVD video um, screensavers that would pop up on the old DVD players that you would really, really anxiously want to see hit the corner perfectly and bounce out. Yeah. Everything's kind of doing that. It's bounce, Things are bouncing off the walls and, and just floating around the room. Are the walls made of stone? The walls are made of stone brick, yeah. Uh, I'm going to look for... Uh, I have pittance and caltrops and rope and you have a hammer. 
It's true. You do have a hammer too. I have a hammer too. Yeah. Um, there are also boxes and crates that are on the ground, not floating, that have like wrapping paper and ribbon and uh, wood woodworking tools and various sorts of tools, toys that have not quite been fit, finished. And you'll see floating in amongst the tables and everything in the space in between. There are unfinished toys, finished toys, just floating around in this space. I see. It is cluttered between here. Little and toy trains and little toy tracks and little toy drums coming from a sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we climb the walls? Uh, yeah, I'm not screwing around with this stuff. I'm not hopping thing to thing. Let's scale the wall. Should we tie ourselves to each other? Uh, I feel like you're just gonna drag me down, but uh, sure. Here, give me, <laughs> give me your pitten. I've got. Okay, I'll uh, hand all my climbing equipment to. Uh, all right, I've got a little witch. Yep, yeah, and I'm gonna start like just. How many pittens do you have? Um, we have probably ten. I imagine standard pack. Ten, but I'll be. I'm gonna be the man underneath taking them out, tying them up, handing yeah. them back up. And we're gonna work our way up. So if one of us falls, one of us is always secured. And we're just gonna like actual mountain climbers, climbers yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people climb. No, that's that's how they, they don't yeah, have. They a, do. There's not a side of a mountain with seven hundred thousand <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah. these halfway. Like <laughs> Mount Everest is just <laughs> gleaming metal at this point. Yeah, why? Is it, I always wonder why it's so hard. No. Okay, cool. Yeah, you guys uh, um, start driving the pins in the wall, and it's it's brick and mortar. I mean, it's not that hard to drive the pins in. I need athletics checks from both of you um, as you start climbing the wall. Uh, I got, I got a twenty. You said I was gonna drag you down, and I rolled a three. So yeah, but I rolled a twenty. You got a twenty. You get up about. Do I have any inspiration left, or did Terry you have one? Blow it all. Okay. I use two out of three. God. All right. You, How many do I have left? You have None. one. No, you have one. One left. You used it. Oh, I used it. I didn't know you had one. Yeah. Side. There's none. We're out of inspo. <laughs> so I have one. Okay. And also, Terry, well, also you still have. Um, I'm. I'm just gonna say the general feeling of this room, the warmth, the welcomeness, like the the Christmas spirit of this room has reinvigorated you. Yeah. I'm just waving that exhaustion just to make this a little bit easier for you. Sure. Okay. So uh, you feel tired at the like the you're, edges of your bones. You're, but, you're filled with the Christmas. But you're spirit. filled with Christmas spirit. Of this oh. room. You're no longer exhausted. I am super excited to see you succeed. Okay. Bindle switch. Yeah. Bindle witch. You make it about 30 feet up the wall, pulling out these pittens and moving in. You are basically dragging Gumdrop up the hill, uh, up this wall, which is very slowly inclined in as this tower narrows and narrows good, as you guys good, go good, up. Good. How, sorry, how high is the ceiling? 200 feet. God, and God. I can give him uh, bardic inspiration? How does that work? You could, but not on this turn. Okay. Um... As you are moving and, and kind of floating around, a large workbench comes over and smashes into the wall next to you. Um, if it would hit you, that would have done a lot of damage. And then it floats away. And then a small, like, uh, toy uh, train of sorts, like it's a little wheeled contraption, comes over and bounces harmlessly off of your shoulder. This is just damn annoying. Look, you're useless. I want you to watch out for stuff and tell me when to stop and move forward. Okay. And then I'll continue to... Can I, and I can inspire him as well? No? Uh, yeah, you can. 
With, this is basically the act of inspiring. So what do you got? A D8? So he adds a D8. D8? Uh, roll your um, climb again, please. Your it's Christmas time. Uh, plus a D8. to be afraid. Uh, 23. 23. You get up about another 30 feet. You're now 60 feet up off the ground. I can't wait to do this another five freaking times. <laughs> um, How much body inspiration do I get? Not that much. Uh, you just used one of your three that you have left. Wow. So there's two left. Um, if it's going wrong, I would... You see, uh, you, you manage to climb your way up, and he, he guides you. You have to, like, move to the side as a uh, large barrel kind of bounces off of exactly where you were a moment before. Are you before. singing beneath me? Is that what that like? You're, you're ten feet beneath me. Singing. I'm just hanging. Like this. Just, I picture you like maracas just, just going to town. It's police Navidad. Police Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> um, you note, as That's this kind tough. of barrel hits, you see uh, there's, like, tubes of, uh, of wrapping paper inside, and it spins. Uh, based off the reflection of the wall, and you see these tubes fall out, and they head straight to the ground. Tubes of okay. Tubes of wrapping paper, and sure. they fall straight to the ground and bounce on the ground as as they are done. And you just see this barrel now empty, slowly rotating and and flying off in another direction. Roll another athletics. Uh, that's an at one. You're a halfling. Oh, I'm a halfling. I'm lucky. Uh, that is, uh, 17. 17. Um, okay, wait, is there, um, there's, like, chairs and stuff? Yeah. Is it, can I grab one? You can with a dexterity check. Okay, let me try and grab a chair. Just straight dex. Um, 12. Yeah, you grab one, and you note that it is remarkably light. Yeah. Um... So you are managing to like drag it up, and it stops kind of floating. Okay. Uh, the second you grab a hold of it, uh, it sorry, it stops moving around the room. The second you grab onto it, but it's still light, like it it, it no. defies. So it's just floating in, in in its spot then. Yeah. You're gonna have to get us up this wall. But what I will do. One sec. And with that, you hear a oh, as a uh, as a large um, anvil that's been floating around this room. Hits Bindle Witch. He takes a point of damage. <laughs> Where did the anvil come from? Okay. There's a lot of things bouncing off the walls here. Okay. He takes so a point of damage. Okay. Um, you did not succeed on your athletics. The 17. The 17 did enough. not succeed. Um, and you slip down three steps, grabbing a hold of this. You, with this table, now drop 10 feet. Okay. And the table goes down with you and then stops. It was a chair. And, but chair. Or, oh, sorry, yeah, the chair. Drops, and you now have this chair in your hand. Okay. What I would like to use the chair for is if anything is floating towards Bindlewitch that is going to hit him, I will f- use it to to change the, the direction. The trajectory? The, the trajectory, yes. Okay. Of the... Cool. Um, let's roll another climb check, please. I'm having so much fun with this. This is great. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's a that's 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 a nine. Uh, you you got a nine. Yep. Okay. Um, Terry. Yeah. You see a. I would like to bardically inspire him. No, okay. it, it's too late. Too late. When yeah. do I do it? I have to um, do it before. You have to do it before I say what the effect is. Oh, okay. Which you hadn't done yet. Which you haven't okay. done yet. Go ahead, do it. Add a D eight. 
That's still 13. We're not even getting close to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, you... You manage to get up a, bit, a little bit of space, and you see this large, uh, stuffed bear hurtling towards Bindlewitch. It's gonna be all right. Um, do I have a hand crossbow? You do have a chair in your hands. For the bear, if it's a stuffed, bear, no, I'll fire a hand. But it's crossbow. a gigantic stuffed bear. It is like as big as the two of you on top of each other. Okay, I'll throw my chair at it. Okay, roll an attack. Dexterity. No proficiency. No proficiency. I'm not You're proficient. not proficient with chair. <laughs> no proficient in chair. It's a 12, but I mean, how high can the AC of a stepped bear be? Okay. Um, do me a uh, favor. Roll damage. But basically what I'm doing 1D4. is seeing if you do enough damage to change the trajectory. Uh, 1d4, right? 1d4, yeah. Plus strength. D4, there we go. Oh, max damage. Oh, yeah. You hit it and Wait, this, this bear. I have a negative one to strength. You still, you're fine. <laughs> Uh, you hit the bear and it kind of spins and change, uh, changes its trajectory and bounces harmlessly off the wall above you. Okay. There we go. You now no longer have it. You notice the chair flies up, hits the bear, and then starts bouncing around the room again. What do you want to do from here? I mean, we're, we're three-sevenths of the way up, so let's, <laughs> let's just keep doing this. This is what I wanted to do on it. No much Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, go. Well, you're not giving me advantage on any of this because my climbing tools are just letting me go. Let's forget. All right, well, there we go. 25. Yes. 25. You managed to get up another 40 feet. Uh, this puts you at about 120 feet up. Yep. We're almost there. Um, it's within sight. And you see as you are um, looking at this door, it's another one of these large, ornately carved oak doors that is sitting kind of on this ledge, this lip around the outer side of the um, thing. And you notice everything is bouncing off the walls here, um, but there is a little um, platform that is sticking out just past the door that would give you guys the ability to step onto it. What does this door look like? Does it have like a doorknob or a... It's got a doorknob. Is there a keyhole? No, not that you can see from here. All right, and the doorknob is like like just a round knob. Round it's not knob, like a handle. Yeah. Okay, and um, it says here hunting trap. What kind of hunting trap? Uh, like a bear trap, I would say, like the claw bear trap. Okay, I'm 80 feet away. I'm gonna just keep keep going up. Okay, hang cool. on. I can't. No, hold on. I, I think I got this. You got it. 23. 23. Uh, yeah, you managed to get another 30 feet up. You're now 150 uh, feet away. You're you are 50 feet away from this platform. You're not gonna take it later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, <clears throat> hold on one sec. I'm gonna like brace myself, kind of like wrap one arm up and and push my feet against the wall just to like kind of so I'm standing almost sideways. Yeah. And I pull out the bear trap and I tie the rope to the to the back of the bear trap and I set it open and I just start. Spinning it, and I'm gonna like almost like a lasso try to hit the doorknob and have it close on the doorknob. <coughs> I am inclined to ask how you are bracing yourself against the wall to use both hands to open this bear trap. Uh, because when you tie off to the pit and against your waist, and then you push your oh, feet you just against lean, the, yeah, I was okay. leaning back. To do oh, yeah, okay, step. cool. Yeah, roll, uh, but it's at disadvantage because of the range. What am I rolling? Um, roll a dexterity check. And because you're a halfling, I'll let you use your proficiency on the throne. Not acrobatics or athletics, do a dexterity check. Dexterity check. With yeah. proficiency. Yeah. With proficiency. I'm sorry, I should have done this before. 
Can I just polymorph you into like a wyvern or a giant eagle or some shit? <laughs> Let me see if this works first. Sure, sure. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? I got a uh, eleven. Um, I don't know what the, what the AC of a freaking doorknob is, but <laughs> here we go. You spin the claw and you see it fly. And as it's going, you note out of the corner of your eye, moving rapidly in trajectory with where this thing will hit, you see a large wooden table uh, that's got like paint marks and then like stain marks and hammer marks. It's got like a couple nails sticking out of it. And this uh, bear trap clamps onto the edge of the table as it hits and the table moves and you're noticing that the bear trap is going with the table now. I'm going to let go of that rope. So yeah, now you have this 50 foot length of rope attached to the end of a table that is bouncing around the room. How is this your favorite (laughs) holiday? This is just annoying. All of this is annoying. (sighs) What are you doing? Polymorph. Come on, you gotta sing your song, there. <laughs> um, this is also going to be your last fourth level spell for the day. That's okay. Okay. Go, go, Benel Witcher! Do, 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 do. Go, go, Benel Witcher! You mighty polymorphin gnome, yeah! Halfling. <laughs> Boop. Ugh. <laughs> eagle? Just. Ugh. One sec while I pull up the stats for Giant Eagle. Oh, some good, like a Wyvern or something. That's higher, right? Um, yeah, no, you could change him into a Wyvern. Okay. You are shifted into a Wyvern. The rope snaps around your waist, and you are no longer flying. Um, I would like for you to roll a dexterity check to hold on to the pittance. Why is the rope snap? Because he grows into a Wyvern, and the rope that's around his small to a large. Okay, fair one. What am I doing? Uh, trying to hold on to the wall and not fall 150 Well, the, the pittance into the wall and he's tied to it. Yes, but he has original tie. his original roll was a three, so he's more effectively tied to you than the pittance. Dex save. 14. Yeah, you're good. You grab a, you grab a hold of the pittance and, and ah! kind of hold yourself up. Witch! I'm very confused for just a little moment. Bendelwitch! And then I, uh... I, I am going to just, like, fly down beside you. Hi. And a chair is going to bounce harmlessly off of your dragon hide. I'm going to snap at it angrily. You snap at it angrily? Yeah. It's a chair. And, and then I look at, I, and then I look at you with, and, like, raise one wyvern eyebrow. What's up? And I just roar at you. The door is up. And so are we. Take me, Bindle Witch! I guess we're going up. I don't know. Yeah. I need someone to tell me what is going on. We're going yeah, up. I'm waiting for Terry because I can't speak. Oh, yeah. We're flying up. You're just pick up, plucking him off the wall? No, nope, I'm f- flapping my wings beside him, waiting for him. I'm going to grab him. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was apparent. That that's what was going to happen. So you, you, you hop on and you grab a hold of his leg and you fly up. Um, as you guys are going to fly that last 50 feet... There are going to be three objects that are going to uh, bounce. Two off of a large-sized wyvern and one off of you. Sure. The wyvern bounce harmlessly off. Um, that is a 16 versus uh, your AC. Yeah, it hits me. Okay. You're going to take 
six points of bludgeoning damage as you are hit with a large barrel. Um, and then I need you to make a uh, dexterity save to hold on. Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Roll the seventeen, people. Plus four. That's that's that is you being good. Or even that's maybe. a save, so it's plus six. <clears throat> okay, you guys get up to the uh, large oak door, and you you land there quite uh, quite easily. Wyvern Bindle Snatch, um, or Bindle Witch, and uh, there's the large words above the door that says the Hall of Clauses. Yeah. No predicates anywhere. That was a that that, that, that was a grammar joke. No, not very fine. Screw you guys. <laughs> I w- <laughs> a grammar joke. Nice. I wasn't familiar with the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> no, you failed. No, no. Right, let's let's move on. Okay, so what do you guys want to do? Um, should we just not fuck about and just do this? Yeah. Let's cast knock. Okay, the door that was not locked opens... <laughs> Mark your spell slot. Yeah, I will, I will. Opens slowly, and inside you see this large hall. Large concrete pillars uh, mark the uh, hall that is narrow, probably about 50 feet wide, but is about 100 feet deep. It's a hallway. Okay. Um, Sorry, you, 50 feet wide, you said it's narrow? I uh, narrower than like the 80 foot room you just came oh, yeah okay right um, and you note that uh, above you you see this iridescent orb that is just kind of floating and it's, it's rotating slowly among amongst itself um, and it looks like a gigantic uh, piece of candy a red and white uh, spiral pattern on it as it just spins up there I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out with one of my talons and grab a I don't know a, ch- a chair floating by something uh, yeah, you grab a chair. Okay, I'm just gonna fly up and throw a chair at this candy. Well, one second, I have to finish describing the rest of the room. Okay. Um, between these pillars, five on either side of you, are these, um, statues. Uh, these are of various, uh, they look like old men, some of them, others look more demonic. Um, and then at the end of the hall, you see bigger than the rest, you see a, um, another statue. This one, bound in chain okay so there are five statues on the left five statues on the right and at the end you see this uh bearded man fat statue but bound in chain around him and then there's this large candy thing floating in this uh, in the sky above you I can grab a chair and fly up and i can smash the game you grab a chair and you fly up and you throw it against the uh the piece of candy. Roll a... Uh, uh, you're gonna hit it. It's a giant ball. So just yeah. roll uh, a d4 plus strength. That is a 2 plus wyvern strength is a plus 4. So it's 6. 6. The chair smashes against the uh, um, candy and the pieces just float down and the candy starts to pulsate and, and, and shake and then it illuminates filling this room with spiraling red and white light. Well, I hate this. I'm going to hit with my stinger. Okay. Am I going to auto-hit it? Yeah. Okay. That is 10 plus 4. That's 14 piercing damage. And it needs to make a con save. It's a gigantic light. 
basically. And you sting it and chunks of candy fly off of it that are maybe like wyvern fist size. But why was Okay, wyvern fist, gotcha. But are overall unaffected. Okay. Can I land on the candy? Uh it's a it's an orb, but yeah you can. Yeah, but can I can I land on it? Yeah. Alright. Does my weight make it sink at all? Not in not in the slightest. What are you doing? I'm going to cast Minor Illusion. I'm going to create an illusion of myself standing in one of the st- in front of one of the statues just to see what reaction. A second happens. version of Gumdrop appears in front of one of the statues. As this is happening, I'm just like taking chunks off of this thing with my tail. Just out of frustration more than anything else. Does, okay. it, does it appear to be damaging it when he's doing Small chunks are coming off this thing. This thing is a monstrous... And how many tail swipes does it take to get to the center of a touchy roll pop? Uh, more than your spell has time for. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but there's these statues of these guys on either side of you. What would you like to do? The, the illusion doesn't trigger The illusion doesn't trigger anything, no. What about the lightning bolt on his face? No, is there a... You said the statue has a chain wrapped around it? One of them. You want to fly us both over to the, the fat man? <laughs> You're staring at me like that was a bad idea. Uh, no, I'm like, I'm... I can't say anything. I'm just like staring at you angrily. Come here. If only you had. I was just going to do my hand signals. Okay, I'll use message. Come here, pick me up, take me to the fat man. Can I respond? Uh, message is telepathic, isn't it? Ye- uh, yes, but you're going to be barking in, like, draconic. Isn't he doesn't have a language at all. The wyvern doesn't have a language no. at all? Then does, no, you cannot does respond. Does he understand languages? It just says language is blank. Is message telepathic? Because if it's telepathic, then you know. Uh, it is a whispered message that you could hear. Doesn't necessarily, but I think you have to understand language to get it. So. Do I like? Does do I not? What does you understand what the hand no, motion does? I don't give a shit what, he, what he's saying. I want to talk to him. I got things to say. I want to know if, if I've got my intelligence. Do I still have language to speak to him psychically in polymorph? Just as the duration, the target seems the hit points of its new form when it refers to known form the creature to. Creatures limited in the actions it can perform by the nature of its new form, and it can't speak, cast spells, or take any other action that requires hands or speech. This doesn't include speech, though. So my question is, do I keep my intelligence modifier? Uh, the targets, game statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the choice. Okay, alright, there we go. Right, that's what I want to know. Alright, so I'll just come to him. I know what he wants to do, but I, I can't communicate. Okay, cool. You, you land next to him. Yeah. This, this room is well lit. There's the spinning red and white light of the area. And you see these five statues with the one on the far end. I'll just climb on top of you and say, we're going to him. Go over there. I, I like, kind of annoyed, just kind of roar and bark a little bit. It's not a smooth ride. No, and then I, and then I like fly directly. Like, I'm not screwing around. Yeah, okay. Uh, you fly directly across. And uh, as you guys are flying by. You Is notice... there a passive perception picking up the fact that this thing that's chained looks like Santa? Oh, yes, 100%. You notice that this thing looks like Santa. You're freaking out because it looks like Santa is chained up. Oh. Um, but these these beings on the other side, on the side, you see one that looks like a tall, thin, balding man wearing priest robes. Um, oh. His broad grin is welcoming, um, but a little off-putting, and you see a small bronze plaque there. Standard for priests. Um, across the hall from him, you see a huge man, muscular and young, uh, with uh, 
what looks like brown hair and a, a loose mop of hair. Um, he is wearing a fur-lined overcoat and has a wreath of holly around his head. There's another plaque there. You pass another one that's an older, uh, looking like an older man with a large white beard and a tall pointed hat that is covered with many um, holy symbols. You see one that is a ragged looking man, uh, rugged even looking man, with a wide brim, uh, with a wide brimmed hat, um, and he has only one eye. Um, you see a uh, young boy with a uh, wide, or, uh, sorry, a young man with a wide mustacheless beard. Uh, he wears a little like cap on his head, and uh, he is standing with. Uh, five little uh, elf-looking children with him, and there's another plaque. Like Santa elf, or like would look like like D and D elf. Like traditional uh, Santa elf, like small with a wide ears, like the the traditional Santa toy so, making. Elf. So gnomes. Yeah, uh, but they're even smaller than you guys. You see one that looks like a ragged uh, winter wizard of some sort. Um, he's got, uh, a jagged, frozen-looking beard and frozen-looking hair, and he wears a crown on his head. You see the one that looks like a crotchety old woman, face, uh, shrouded by many piles of rags and furs. She carries a wooden switch. Um, you see one that is a kobold, a literal kobold, sitting on one side. Thank God it's not a metaphorical kobold. Um, <laughs> sorry, Dan. <laughs> uh, the final row of these two, uh, of these five, of these ten statues, um, you see uh, another uh, almost demonic-looking um, creature, half goat, half demon, with large um, spinning horns and uh, a large sack down next to him and then across and there's another little plaque and then neck across from him is a uh a more traditional looking uh man middle-aged with a another pointed hat that street that points up to the sky he is wearing um very form-fitting nice looking clothes um however his eyes which are rubies um burn red under this hood that he has um uh, that is, uh, and next to him, he's got a, uh, hanging kind of by his waist. He's got this, um, probably two foot round bag that he's just holding on here. Is the bag statue as well? Yeah. It's everything, stone. everything is, looks stone as you Except for out. these bronze plaques. Except for these bronze plaques. Can I read one? I'm guessing that these are the Santas of old. Like, um, generations back. Do you have any toothpaste we can get rid of the plaque? <laughs> and in front of you... You see uh, this last figure covered in chain. Um, the uh, oh, the de- the uh, demon-looking one has some bits of chain on it as well. But the the one here is bound in chain, and you see clasped around its neck and its arms, kind of held close to its chest. The chain going down, clasping its uh, legs, and it is this thinner, more paler version of this stone uh, texture. And you see this uh, last plaque, uncarved, no words on this plaque, at its feet. And you guys land in front of it. Can I see the words of any of any other plaques from yep. here? 
Yeah. Just, just the nearest um, the, one. The two that you have on either side of you mm-hmm. uh, that are that are fairly close by, they're probably about 10, 15 feet away on either side. Yeah. Um, one says Necht Rupect, um, which is K-N-E-C-H-T. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And the other one says Krampus. Would I be able to determine, I think, is Terry, that this is the old Santa's? You got hit. You're proficient with history. Is can yep. I roll a history? On you this? can roll a history. Probably gonna be pretty good in it. History and um, seventeen. Seventeen. Um, these are not necessarily the Santas of old, but they are different cultures' versions of whatever this holiday figure would be. Right. And with that in mind, you then look down and and you recognize. You see. Um, Father Christmas, you see the Sinterklaas, you see uh, uh, Yolnir, who is this guy with one uh, one eye, you see literal Kris Kringle on one side, he's the one with the uh, five L's around him, um, you see uh, Jack Frost, or the Winter Warlock, off to one side, you see uh, Pels Nickel uh, off to the other side, who's this crotchety old woman, um, you see the Grim Spirit, which is the small kobold looking creature. Um, as well as... It's a literal kobold. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, at the far end, you see what would be recognized as literal Saint Nicholas. Good old Saint Nick. Well, we're here to rescue him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna go... Ah! Oh. Yes. Because I don't know any of this, because yeah. I can't comprehend languages. I'll t- drop polymorph. <laughs> What's up? Okay, I was about to, to like slam my tail down on the ground, so I just like <laughs> sit really hard, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> you you sit on the ground really hard, and, <sighs> and the dust from this room kind of flares up around you. And both of your perceptions realize that this dust is also this thick gray, like uh, stone-looking dust as it settles. Around. Is there any doors or anything behind the Saint Nicholas statue? You see no doors. Um, touch it. Touch what? Touch Saint Nicholas to rescue him. Um, no. In front of you is Santa what would be Santa Claus is directly in front. Of you. Place in front of us is traditional Saint. Down at the far end is what you see is saint where the Nicholas. priest is. That was, yeah. the, that was the priest. He's a Saint Nicholas. Oh. And I'm just gonna is is the chain stone or is it little is it literal chain? Um, now that you're this close, roll a perception. My passive perception is 18. Is that it's not enough? No. Oh, well, in that case... You're a halfling. 16. Oh, 16? I got 23. Okay. Um, you both are able to determine... Yeah, it looks like stone-carved chain to you, Adam, but, uh, Terry, you are noticing that, yes, this is metal chain that has a thick layer of this dust on it. So I don't I don't know that it's that it's real chain? No. No, no, Bindle Witch, you do not. How does... does how does shatter work, I wonder? I wonder if I can... Can I damage chain? Yep, you can break you, the chain. You can damage... Statues with that too, if, uh, or you could just unlock the chain with knock again. Uh, oh, it, does it need to be like a padlock on the chain? Yeah, it, does. it needs to open. You, you see, you see around the neck there is a. Uh, sure, I'll use knock. Use knock. Yeah. Um, you use knock on it, and you you hear a, a satisfying click, and you notice that. Oh, the, what does it sound like when you cast knock? What do you do? Oh, oh what do I like? What do I? Yeah, yeah. What, what's your song? Um, it would be... What's your Christmas knock song? Knock, um, knock, uh, knock on wood, yeah. Only 
this time it's a metal chain. Bindle, which is not made of stone, it's made of metal. You hear this satisfying click, and you see the, the, the band around what would be Santa's neck kind of click open. And the room kind of tremors and shakes as that reaches out. The two of you, with your past perceptions, hear the sound of rocks hitting the ground. And stones falling, crumbling. And you look behind you to see a spectral form of um, St. Nicholas and Father Christmas step out from their things. Roll initiative. Oh, shit. Here we go. You ready, Adam? Uh, I shall use good berries to help me with this. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Roll initiative. Roll initiative. Uh, uh, 11. 20 freaking 8. Yes. Okay, so uh, Ben the Witch is going first with a 28. Uh, what was yours 11. there? Uh, gumdrop, 11. Okay, so Ben the Witch, you see the eyes of the Santa Claus figure in front of you blink twice, but it still kind of looks cast in stone. Morse code. Um, and you hear the sound of these things falling behind you. Uh, this resonant, uh, like amalgamation of voices, what you would assume is uh, probably about ten voices all speaking at once in various tones and capabilities, saying, you shall not free him, he will join us. And stepping out is Saint Nicholas and Father Christmas, but you do have initiative. What would you like to do? St. Nicholas and Father Christmas, huh? Mm-hmm. No. 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 I'm not having any of this. I'm pissed off now. I'm just mad about it. I'm going to use my thieves can't. Wait. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of, or uh, figure out all this. A lot of the stuff is written twice. You're a rogue, so just say... Um, sneak attack, uncanny dodge, or, or evasion until something works. Yeah, okay. Just keep repeating those phrases. Well, I mean, are they looking directly at us? Yes, they're coming, the, they're making their way out. They are more spectral. It's like these stone statues were holding their forms in. So they're, they're a little bit more spiritual as they come out, but they are uh, solid form and they look towards you. Are they still look, do they still look like stone? Uh, no, no. They, they look like their versions just more spectral. Like glowing blue, almost. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to hide. Okay. And I'm going to like go right up to the... Roll a stealth real quick. Good. 20. Okay. Nice. Uh, and I'm, like, I'm just going to run over to the nearest statue that hasn't moved yet. Yep. I'm just going to like kind of duck down behind it and just disappear out of view. Okay. For a moment. And I'm going to uh, hold my action. If anybody comes within, I'm going to sneak attack. Okay, cool. Um, you duck behind uh, um, the necked Ruprecht off to the side. And uh, that's, yeah, you, you pull out your big fish hook and you just get ready. No, I'm using my short sword. You're going to use your short sword? Okay, you pull out this short sword. It's from Santa. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, as you're pulling this thing out, it glows the same red and white pattern uh, that's pulsating from it. Well, it's a good thing it's already pulsating in the room. It's not going to get my location away. Um, it's fake. Um, it is then their turn. Uh, this 
Father Christmas character grows. And we're talking like a Christmas Carol, Father Christmas. This guy just grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And you get this um, almost jolly chuckle and a laugh from him as he's running forward, his uh, feet thumping heavily on the ground. And in his hand, he has a large um, torch that just grows and grows and grows as a club. And he brings it up over his head. He is now about nine feet tall. Brings it up over his head as he stands over top of um, Gumdrop. And now in range of uh, Bindlewitch. All right, so I get my 1d8 normal plus 3d6. For damage, yes. For damage. All right, but first I have a roll to hit yeah. with advantage. That is a uh, 22 to hit. Oh, yeah, you hit him. All right, and I'm going to smoke him with... Why is there a 1d4 on this? Uh, there's a 1d4 radiant damage on the sword. 1d6 plus 1d4. Right. 1d6 plus 1d4. Wasn't a 1d8 for damage. All right, so that is the worst roll of all time. 13 plus dex plus 4, 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage. I'm trying to take him out of the ankle. Yeah, you swing forward with your sword, and you note this uh, radiant energy, which you rolled a 4 there. Yep. Uh, this radiant energy hits this spectral figure and spreads, and you see his leg kind of just disappear as this form evaporates as he brings this large club down, and um, he, ra- he evaporates into glitter. Literal glitter follows... <laughs> And hits the ground all around you as you get this breeze of something moving past you, but you are unaffected as it is taken out. Oh my god, it's like Terry on a Saturday night downtown. (laughs) However, however, Father Christmas comes around and um, pulls from his hands several coins. Um, His broad grin showing that he has several different colors of uh, metallic teeth. And he pulls out these coins and he starts flinging them down the hall at you guys. Um, you're hidden behind Krampus. None of these will affect you. However, two um, like small dinner plate sized yeah. gold coins hit you in the chest. Um, that is a 16 and a 13 to hit. 16 hits. Okay. Uh, take five points of damage. Ah! And it is then your turn. Five points, you said? Yeah. These guys considered constructs? Uh, they're considered uh, undead. Undead? Yeah. Okay. I will cast lightning bolts! Oh, the one that just attacked me. Okay. Dex save, spell DC's 15. Yeah, it's a hard no. Good, because I collected these eight D6s for just such an occasion. Are you ready? Yep. <coughs> yeah. You're casting this as a third level spell? Yes, I am. Okay. Get off. Don't even bother counting that up. Uh, you uh, shoot this lightning bolt out, and drawn by the metal that's just adorning this guy everywhere, you see the lightning kind of coalesce and form a beam that hits him in the chest, and again, evaporating into coin and glitter, he uh, his his form sprays out. Sonic boom. That is your turn, Bindlewitch. I'm going to wait. That was that was two of them. Yeah. So I'm gonna like hide in the shadows again. Bonus action to hide. Do I get a roll stealth again? Yep. That is a twelve. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so uh, I am hiding, and I'm going to... Pull up my longbow. Okay. Um, I'm going to hold my action. Anybody that comes by, that's in my range, I'm going to shoot. Uh, the next row up, which are the two older-looking men, one of them with a stark white beard that reaches to his navel and a tall, pointed hat, adorned with many holy symbols, breaks its way out. He pulls off his hat, and from it come um, shadowy assassins that just pour out. Yeah, enough of that. Uh, that, that is that enough to trigger my Yeah, head? oh yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay, I'm not even looking at the old one eye beside him. I'm going. Okay. Uh, that is uh, 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, you hit him. You hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon if you have advantage on the attack. Oh, yeah, never mind. You're good. Yeah, you're just trying to hurt my feelings. Man, I would love to roll above a three on these D6s. <laughs> uh, that's nine plus eight. 17 points. 17. That's what I did last time. Uh, with the bow? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not that. I lied, Dan. Hey, you rolled above a three on those D6s. Yeah, but the D8's a one. Eight, 13, 14, plus four, 18. 18 points with a bow. 18 points with a bow. You shoot this arrow out, and it, it, it beds in his chest, slowing down, and then erupts out the back of him, hitting the wall behind him. He looks shaken by this, and these three little black shadowy figures come out and start running their way down um, uh, towards you. They are going to... How fast are they? Uh, they're going to get up to you at this turn. Really? They're that fast? Yes. They're more than 30 feet away. Yeah, yeah. They, they double move their turn. Okay. These, these little shadowies. Um, the other guy, uh, wearing a, as you see now, as he's no longer caked in stone, a wide-brimmed blue hat snaps his fingers and a large gray horse appears underneath him and he takes off into the rafters of the room. Um, he uh, calls out and two crows start to spin around him as well. Um, and he forms a spear in his hand and he whips the spear down at Gumdrop. However, Botches. it is going to fly harmlessly off to the side. Nice. Uh, Gumdrop, it is your turn. I would like to scurry around <coughs> behind. How many of these statues are out now? Uh, two are destroyed, two are out, uh, three on either side. So six are still stone. I'm going to guess that they need to be exposed for us to cause damage to them. Um, okay. So I'm going to move around. And they're just out in the middle, right? Yep. I'm going to move around so that I can line them up for another lightning bolt. Cool. And I'll hit both of them. Um, you could actually hit two of the little shadowy figures and uh, Claus in the back. I'll do that. Okay. So three dexterity saves. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, they're... What's the... De- uh, one, one, of the one of the assassins is going to make it. Okay. It's 15. It's 8d6. Ho, 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 ho. That's a lot of sixes and twos. Yep. Uh, Claus erupts, and from him come little cakes and pastries and glitter as he erupts into this. And as he erupts, uh, these two, uh, these three shadowy figures, two of them, the two you hit with the lightning bolts, erupt in shadow and mist and evaporate. The one last one kind of 
stumbles, but he looks weaker, but he's still there. Right. Okay. And those are the ones you get. Uh, been a witch. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to disengage as a bonus action. Yep. And run my full movement closer to where dude just blew up. Yep. In that direction. And I'm going to shoot up at the at the dude. A little. Okay. Um. What did I roll there? What was that? Eight. Eight. So it's a fifteen to hit. That'll hit. And that is a whopping nine points of damage. Nine points of damage to Jolman. <coughs> um. The, on their turn, the next row down uh, of this small young uh, young man whose hair is a bright red, you see this in the um, spectral form, uh, steps out and he uh, opens up uh, this large sack and pulls from it a crude toy, which he whips at you as his... Uh, Five brothers, Dingle, Wingle, Zingle, Tingle, and Bingle, all run towards you. <laughs> uh, the toy is going to get you, but they're going to use the move to move up. Okay. Uh, that's a natural 20. That is a, a natural 20. Uh, take uh, 12 points of damage because uh, this toy bounces off of your shoulder. What the heck? Yeah. Um, across from him... This winter wizard breaks from its stone bounds and steps out, and he summons a snowball in his hand, and this looks vaguely familiar as he whips this snowball down uh, towards uh, Bindlewitch. It impales on a post, one of these large stone pillars, bounces off of it and scatters. You get a little bit of snow fleck on your face, but no. You said impales and I nearly shot myself. (laughs) Um, the last, uh, assassin runs his way up to you. Uh, these, uh, wooden, uh, daggers, of, like, made of shadow and, and whatnot in his, up here in his hands. And he goes to take two stabs at you, Terry. Yeah. Um, one of them is going to hit with a, uh, 16. Yeah. And he's going to do five points of damage. Crap, get back. Um... Finally, Jolner himself is going to go. And again, he's going to pull back this golden spear appearing in his hand. And he's going to throw it at uh, the creature that shot at him. Yep. Uh, that is a six. 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 The six. Six. Six hit your AC? 6,666 hit yeah. my AC. Yeah. No, no. Just, just a six. No. Again, this one hits the stone floor behind you. Um, and... The both of you hear this groaning noise, um, this pained ache from the Santa Claus figure behind you. Well, we have to rescue Santa Claus. Yeah, is, it, is it my turn? It is. No, it is Gumdrop's turn. Gumdrop's turn. I got one more lightning bolt. How many of these guys can I line up in one go? Um, you see the five small elf children kind of spanning out, and they're making their way towards you. You could probably hit the assassin, two of them, and uh, Chris Kringle with yep. one bolt. Let's do it. Okay, that is four Dex dexterity is. saves. Spell save DC. Uh, one of them's gonna make it, and then Chris himself definitely makes it. Gotcha. 11, 17, 22, 26, 31, uh, 36, 41. 
Okay. It's full damage. All four of these things just explode in glitter. And now that you're exploding a little closer, you are starting to see at the edges of your vision, um, you're now catching the fact that as they're exploding into glitter and their various things, um, Chris explodes into toys that just land everywhere around him that then evaporate into more glitter. But you see this little wisp of color come from each one of them as you're exploding. And you see this little wisp, almost imperceptible to you, fly across the room and hit the Santa Claus figure who you see the chain starting to weaken and uh, narrow on him as as you are breaking these um, spectral former Christmas figures uh, with your weapons and spells. How many are left of the Christmas figures? There are uh, three of the little elves, which look weakened as they're running towards you, and you still have Jolnir up in the top and the Winter Wizard. Okay. Or Winter Warlock, I should say. All right, I'm going to run up to the Winter Warlock. Okay. And I'm just going to slice it with the short sword. Go ahead. That's an at 20. Yes. Roll damage. Roll damage. So that's double dice, which means I get 2d6 plus 2d4 to the radiant. Yep. Uh, That is 10, 12 on the dice, plus 6 is 18 points. 18 points of slashing damage. Uh, you hit him with your radiant sword, and you see this um, blast of red and white color just evaporate around him. And uh, glitter? Uh, he erupts into glitter and snow as this falls around him. I'm going to step through it with the remainder of my movement, like appearing through the cloud. Yeah. Like Chris Angel. Super, super badass. Yeah. Chris uh, You Angel. see this small. <laughs> wisp of light blue energy fly its way over and in in your mind uh, as he evaporates you just hear no yes okay and here I am it's the best entrance you've ever seen ever (laughs) okay that leaves three of these little elves and Yolnir up top and crotchety old woman now 20 feet um, just a little further back from where, uh, 15 feet, a little bit further back from where you stand, been a witch, and uh, a good 30 feet from where you stand, um, Gumdrop, this old woman and this little kobold break from their bounds and step forward. Um, the three little elves make their way up to you, and each of them are going to take a swing at you, Gumdrop. Okay. They can try. Um, uh, 15? Yeah. Okay. They are beating you with, like, craftsman tools. The one that actually manages to get its way through is a small ball-peen hammer. Um, it is going to do... It is going to do... Kneecap. It's Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you take another five points of damage. Um, Yolnir up top, floating almost directly above you, though, uh, the Witch, is going to pull one of... Uh, is going to wave his hands, and the two crows are going to dive off. Sure, they can try. Uh, one of them certainly will with a natural 20. 20. The other one will miss. Um, well, uh, you take five points of uh, piercing damage from an angry, angry crow. I'm getting hurt. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I, have, I have fewer hit points than you do. Mm. Um, Pelsnickel is going to... Uh, this this crotchety old woman 
face shrouded by rags and whatnot. She's going to pull the rags down. She's uh, 15 feet back from where you are. She pulls the rags down off her face, and you see this mask with this long uh, tongue. And it's going to whip out around your foot and pull, and start pulling you towards this uh, distending maw that is slowly opening up. Uh, she's going to make a athletics check. It's grapple check. Sure. Um, oh, not great. That's a 14. Well, that's... Uh, I'm going to blow my last inspiration. Do it. To, there you go. That's a... Uh, 16. Okay, cool. Uh, you lift your foot real quick, pulling this, uh, pulling your uh, ankle away from this purple dripping spectral tongue. Um, the Grim Spirit, which is the small kobold, floats um, uh, in place to place, and he actually pops out of existence where he is and pops up directly behind you. Uh, oh, drop. And as he reaches down, you see this rug, spectral rug, kind of formulate itself underneath your feet and he pulls it. Ass. Roll a dexterity check. Save? Yeah, uh, dexterity save, yeah. Where am I saves? Dex saved. 16. You stumble forward, but you still manage to um, keep your footing and then he uh, uh, kind of curses as he stands behind you. That is all of their turns. Okay. It is now Gumdrop's turn. Sure. Um, how, so he's right behind me. I want to use my reaction right now to be like, hey, uh, little inspiration or healing would be really useful. Agreed, mm-hmm. <laughs> agreed. Do I have healing? You have healing word. That's the only one. That's a bonus action. It's a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Which it's means, not going to do shit. Which means you can only use it when you use a cantrip as your action or an attack or something. If you use a, a, another spell, it won't work. Yeah, but you'll get what? Like a D4? Plus four? Yep, man. Every little bit helps at this point. We're hurting. Do your thing. I'm just... If not, you can use a bonus action to inspire. So you'll get max nine. They're hitting us for... You could also use cutting words as a bonus action. I'll do healing word that heals us both, right? No, nope, it only heals one. <coughs> oh, I'm gonna... Sorry, uh, cutting words uses your reaction to the bonus action. Use those reaction to. Um, how many of those little elves can I get if I run in the middle of them? This round. Yeah, they're surrounding you. They're all around me? Yeah. Plus the guy that works. Plus directly behind you. A thunder wave. A thunder wave? Okay, uh, that is... What does a thunder wave sound like, Terry? Um, well, you see it before you hear it. Yeah. It goes, flash, and everyone goes, what the fuck was... Boom! That's how it goes. Uh... Sound of jingle bells. Just like raging jingle bells. It's a a con save. Gets 15. Not a one of them. 2d8. Thunder damage. Nine. All three of the little elf creatures just evaporate. Um, but the uh, erupting into more smaller toys and, and woodworking tools. Um, and more glitter. As they hit the ground, the guy behind you, the cobalt behind you, um, just push ten barks feet back. and flies 10 feet back. Can I take an attack of opportunity? There's a reaction. 
Yeah, I guess you would be able to. Yeah. What do I have? You've got a rapier for oh. your best off. I'll use rapier. Okay, do it. Give that will hit. Five. Five points of damage. Plus Five the, points of damage. Plus the how much did you do before with the thunder wave? That should be a plus three because I changed the dex. Oh, it should be. So, uh, so seven points of damage. Plus the how much plus did you do? Nine. Plus nine. Yeah. Uh, you hit this cobalt and it just. Um, oh wait, no, that's that's sixteen points of damage. Yeah. Okay. Um, you hit this cobalt and it flies back, and as it's going, you manage to get a good gouge into it. It looks hurt. It's kind of crumpled among itself, but it's still there. It's still floating around. Okay. Can I use my movement to hide behind something now? You could use your movement to move behind something, but yeah. you will not be hiding. No, no, I just mean to move Yeah, okay, cool. Away from him. Yeah, you managed to, um, there are two more statues that have not yet turned to stone. Oh shit, turned, really? Um, and there are these two large stone pillars, but on the other side of the pillars, on one side is Pelsnickel, who is the crotchety old woman, um, and across the way is the, uh, the crumbled dust that was the cobalt. And up in the rafters is old one eye. Oh god, man, I thought we were almost done. Oh no, we're not even halfway done. Oh, You're halfway. Hide behind a pillar. No, we're not. There's still six if you include the ones that haven't come back yet. Sorry, five, including the ones. Yes, there's still five out of there. Yeah. Um, just uh, get me out of line of sight of most things. Okay, yeah, you, you move your way around the pillar. Um, it is your turn. Okay, I have to ask. Um, old one eye's been tossing down these golden spears. Yeah. Can I like pick one up? No. As soon as they hit the ground, they evaporate. Ah. All right. Convenient. It ruins my awesome pun. It's gonna be awesome. I'm yeah. mad. All right. I'm going to uh, run up behind the the or run up to the hag, I guess. And take a swipe. I'm going to use my bonus action, my Slayer's Prey. I designate one creature I can see within 60 feet. And the first time each turn that I hit it, with the weapon attack, it takes an extra d6 of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... <coughs> I can designate a different creature with it. Yep. Um, also, I'm using, because I've been reading this, reading up on this, uh, I also have my fighting style is dueling, apparently. And because I'm just wielding a short sword, I'm adding plus two to my damage as well. Yes. So, here we go. I'm going to run up and hit her. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, 17? Oh, yeah. All right. So, that is a D6 plus a D6 plus a D4 plus my four decks plus the two. All right. Plus one because of the fact that it's a magical weapon. Oh, that's uh, all right. <coughs> right. Uh, 10, 12, so 19 points of slashing damage. You drive your sword. I want to cut her tongue off. <coughs> I want to cut her tongue. <coughs> I want to cut her tongue and her distended jaw from her yeah. body. You swing your sword uh, along the distended jaw of this beast as you kind of step forward past the tongue. Um, the tongue and this uh, odd piece of porcelain mask hit the ground and shatter into glass um, and glitter. The rest of her screams out howls in, in pain. Screams out in this language that you don't quite understand and then shatters as glass and falls to the ground. Um, more of this porcelain-like glass hitting the ground and more glitter. You see this 
dark purple flare go away, and you hear the sound of chains hitting the ground as now uh, his hands and his neck are freed. Santa's hand, uh, but he still sits still. I'm going to use the end of my movement just to stomp in place, and I'm going to look over at uh, at Gumdrop and be like, Grandma got run over by a halfling. Nice. Um, it is then their turn. Um, old One-Eye is going to uh, kind of direct his horse, and he's going to do a trample, flying his horse down, running um, past Gumdrop and up. He had a higher perspective. He can still see you. So he's going to try to trample you. Um, this would be a... Uh, no, I don't know why I'm rolling. It's a dexterity check for you, please. It is? Safe. Yes. Uh, 17. 17. Um, you are going to take half damage Good. as you are trampled uh, for a single point of damage. Okay. Okay. And then he's going to take off and fly higher up. Um, appearing above you, uh, uh, Bindle Witch, is this cobalt creature. And he pours on top of you a uh, bucket full of pitch. Which falls over top Sorry, of Sorry, which creature is this? This is the kobold. How did he get above me? He popped. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Okay, uh, roll a dexterity check. Check or save? Uh, save. Uh, that is 13. 13. Uh, not quite enough. You get covered in uh, pitch. You are going to take four points of damage. Getting dire here. Um, and then from the pitch grows... Chicken feathers, as you have been tarred and feathered. You hear him giggle, and then he's still floating five feet above your head. And with that little giggle, there is uh, the uh, last two statues crumble and break, and these two uh, semi-evil demonic creatures stand out. Um, the first, the, the Krampus. Uh, walks along. The, you hear the sounds of chains shifting, and he manages to just walk up to where Gumdrop is. He is not—he's not gonna be able to do anything. He's fairly slow moving, yeah. but he gets up to you. The other one steps out, and you are drawn by his gaze, Bindle Witch. These uh, red glowing eyes, and he says, "Pray to me." I'd like for you to make a wisdom check, please. Right, well, yeah, make a wisdom check. This die is getting retired. Um, that was a whopping seven. Oh, a whopping seven? Yep. Um, two gingerbread pop up at your feet. Little gingerbread men appear at your feet as you pray to next repent. Okay, but what is this? What is this effect technically? That's all that happens. In D&D terms, I'm just praying to him? Uh, you just pray to him. I'm not... Stunned. I'm not. You're not. Uh, you're not stunned. You're not uh, charmed. Charmed. Nothing. These two gingerbread men pop up at your feet. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh no! Actually, sorry, I missed my note. Uh, it's a charm. Is bardic inspiration? So it's a. a, a it, uh, pardon? Bardic, bardic inspiration is a reaction or a bonus action or action? Or uh, it is a bonus action it's on a your bonus, turn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It is a charm. You are going to be drawn to eat these uh, gingerbread men. Nothing against being charmed, huh? Mm. 
The rest of your turn will continue normally. The charm is just to eat these gingerbread men. Okay. Okay? Alright. Um, Gumdrop. Standing in front of you is a large, demonic-looking creature. Can I get to the gingerbread man? Uh, yes, but you will draw an attack of opportunity from the Krampus. Fuck. It's okay, man. Do your thing. I'm good over here. You're good. I mean, I need healing badly, but... I will heal. The healing word. Okay. Um, Bindle Witch. D4 plus one? Yeah. No, D4 plus four. D4 plus four? Rerolling ones, of course. Eight. Cool. Shake it. And that's a bonus action, right? That puts yep. me up to about a third of my health. Thanks. What does it look like when you cast that? It's like healing word, so I'll just, uh, I'll just, I'll like say the spell, but it's, you know what, the people that just talk annoyingly, slightly too quietly? It's just like that. You're like, what? Are you healing me? It's going to be like that. Alright, thank you. <laughs> You're not really sure what happened, you just feel a bit better. Uh, I can't... That's, that's just a bonus action. Yeah, but I can't cast two spells, but I can cast a cantrip in a spell, right? Yeah. So I can do Shock and Grasp. Yeah. This guy behind me. The Krampus? Yeah. Yes, you can. And he is bound in chain. Or he is wearing chain, so I will give you advantage on the attack. Good. Good, 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 good. So 2d8. We have to roll. 10. 10 points of electric damage to the Krampus. Lightning damage. Cool. Pause. So you cast... Shocking grasp, everything else. Is that going to be your turn, Terry? Yes. Okay. Um, Binnowitch, it is your turn. What would you like to do? You are charmed to eat the gingerbread man. Do I get another save against it at the beginning of my turn? At the beginning no? of your turn, you can take another save. What was that, a wisdom? Wisdom. 20. You realize that this would probably be a bad idea, and you shake the, com- uh, the compulsion. All right, which one did this? This is uh, Next Ruprecht. He is the uh, a tall, with the ru- imposing... With the ruby eyes. Yeah, with the ruby eyes. Okay, so... Standing directly above you, floating in the air, is... Uh, I've had enough of this. Spirit. I've had enough of this. It's not funny. Tom's not even been dead 24 hours yet. <laughs> Here I am covered in turkey feathers. 13 to hit. 13, unfortunately, is just too narrow. He kind of jumps back I don't have any bit. more inspiration dice, do I? Uh, no, you do not. You have used it. Yeah, okay. Uh, your your short sword is just that inch or so too short as you swing your sword over your head. Um, you see the red and white light of it as it streaks through the air, but it uh, the grim spirit pushes its way away a little bit and you pass by. I'm just going to go hide. Okay. I'm going to run away and hide. Okay, you run and hide, roll the stealth. As it's... Oh, sure, now, now yeah, okay. All okay. of the stuff. Okay, cool. 54 stuff. Yeah. 973 stuff. Okay, cool. Um, Grim Spirit. For the left, yeah, none of them are going to see you. Managed to get away pretty well. Um, it is then their turn, the spirit's turns. Uh, first things first, the Krampus is going to, uh, with you standing right next to it, is going to bring it... Uh, um, actually, no, I'm going to do Neck Pack first. He's going to walk up to you, and he's got this little bag that he has, and he's going to hit you in this explosion of ash. I'll use cutting words. Okay. I don't know what it does. Uh, it allows you to roll one of your bardic inspiration dice. D8. 
Yep, and he has to... Last one. He has to take it off of that. Two. Motherfucker. Okay, so hey. I... This is a Christmas episode. Sorry. Motherfudger. Chuck uh, So I rolled a 16 to hit you. Minus two is a 14. Yeah. My AC is 15. So that does not hit you. Yes, cutting words. Um, as... Yeah, but what did you say to him to make him not do that? I said, uh... Uh, I said... Uh, I, I'm wow. I'm wow. I'm not good at this, am I? I thought I was good at this stuff. Uh, I'll just say, um, I'm tired. So fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but doing the voice, and it's a Christmas episode, Terry. I'm tired. So suck this stripey candy cane that's bent at the end, and suck a fuck fudge. <laughs> <laughs> just can't do it, eh? Eat. <coughs> Chocolate okay. turtles! Uh, <laughs> the, the Krampus is going to come over and he's going to open up this bag and he's trying to try to scoop you into the bag. Um, however, you step nimbly off to the side as uh, this bag just passes over you. Um, you see uh, Yolnir uh, point, uh, uh, point at you and these two birds are going to come by and do a flyby attack on you, um, Mr. Gumdrop. One is certainly gonna hit as the other misses. You are going to take two points of damage from it. Uh, Then it is the Grim Spirit. The Grim Spirit is going to, um, is going to pop up directly in front of you and he's going to offer you his hand to shake. Roll a wisdom check. You mean save. 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 You need to start saying save to kill him. Natural 20 plus stuff. Okay. You look down at his hand and you see a little electric device that is sparking as he's offering you his hand. And you decide, no, that probably wouldn't be a good idea right. to shake his hand. Um, it is now... Shake somebody's hand in the middle of the fight? You are now surrounded by uh, the Krampus, Necht, and the Grim Spirit. And floating above you 15 feet is Yolnir. What would you like to do, Gumdrop? Thunder wave with a 15 foot cube. So could... All of them. Oh, no, it's centered on me, so I wouldn't hit the one that's 15 feet up. Okay, so the three around yeah. you. Yeah, you would. It's 15 feet up. Yeah, it's 15 feet up. You'd still hit it. No, it's but a this, cube. the 15 foot cube is centered on me. And it's 15 feet above you, so it would hit. It would hit it. It would hit it. You're fine. But that would be a 30 foot. If the, the cube is on its length side, is only 15 feet. Oh, I yeah, no, it, it. it's centered, so it's not a 15 foot radius, it's a 15 foot diameter, and he's standing in the middle. So it's only the things directly around him. So it's seven and a half feet each direction? Yeah. yeah. Um, so one, uh, the Krampus is going to succeed, the others will fail. Okay. So roll damage for your Thunder Wave. Um, just so you're aware. Fucking snake eyes. <laughs> It's two? Yeah. Okay. The Grim Spirit erupts in, like, uh, ribbon and uh, little small prank uh, kind toys. Like, a bucket full of water kind of falls. And and uh, this rug appears out of nowhere and then evaporates again sure. as these things hit. And this little red light pops up and you hear a click as uh, the one of the ankle bracelets of the manacles on the Santa Claus at the end of the room opens up. Uh, your The Krampus is going to take two more points of damage. He's not happy. And Necht is going to take two points of damage for the first 
Okay, and whoever failed gets pushed back 10 feet. They get pushed back 10 feet. You can attack of opportunity against either one if on you like. the one that looks the weakest. The Krampus, the one you've done damage to. Sure. Roll, roll, uh... Roll damage, 15 yep. plus my stuff. Yep. And it's my rapier. Fuck, one again, so four. Stop rolling those two dice, my dude. No. Four. Three ones in a row. <coughs> That's still enough. You uh, run forward and you drive your rapier into the Krampus's chest uh, as it has this bag over its head. Um, it erupts again into this black energy and you see uh, what look like little spirits of children are falling as this thing erupts Excellent. and hit the ground and erupt into the uh, smoke. And Does it erupt? It erupts. <laughs> and it's falling to the uh, ground and little wisps of smoke appear as, these, as this thing hits the ground and of course more glitter. Erupts. Um, this black spirit of the Krampus floats over and you hear another satisfying click as another bound on the binding on Santa's uh, being is loosed. We're adding satisfying click to the dang dang as well. And apparently erupt. Um, <laughs> Bindle Witch, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to erupt forward in action? Yeah, I'm going to uh, step forward and I'm going to shoot... Um, who, who do we have left? We have the man with the we hat. We have Yolnir and we have Krampus. No, Krampus just died. Oh, sorry, uh, the net, the man in the hat. So I'm going after one eye. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot him. I'm gonna step out from my hiding spot. It's gonna pop out. Yep, you'll get a, uh, your sneak attack on this as well. Cool. Now I roll two sixteens. Yeah, you hit him. You hit him good. Yep. So that was a uh, twenty-three to hit. So um, I'm I have my slayers prey on him. Which gives me another D6. And that is... God, I just... 15, 16, plus stuff, plus 4. 20 points of damage. 20 points of damage? Oh, oh, yeah. Piercing damage. Yeah. You shoot him, and he turns to face you, and you manage to pierce into his... Uh, the one good eye on the left side of his face. He uh, shimmers and shakes and explodes. Yep. And... Uh, in stone and uh, weaponry and... Is he the one that's sitting above Gumdrop? Uh, yes, but the, the stone is spiritual. It's not going to do any damage to if him. the weaponry? As it, it's all spiritual. It is an effect of him dying. Um, all hit the ground and uh, evaporate into this mist and glitter yet again. Um, and this uh, yellow looking light zooms over. Now the and unlocks one final bound, and you you hear shifting and moving as the Santa Claus figure is finally breaking from his um, bonds um, directly behind. I'm going to uh, use my movement to run over, and my my um, yeah, just my movement. I guess I use my bonus action. So. Okay, um, Nectrupect is going to um. Yeah, he's going to uh, do one last Hail Mary. He's going to stand in front of both of you. and um, I only moved 25 feet. Am I all the way back there? Uh, no, you're you're making your way up. Okay. Uh, you're still a ways away, but you're still within the range of his ability. And he is going to say to you yet again, Pray to me! I need both of you to make wisdom saves. You have something about... You have counter charm. You have Counter Charm, and you, as a Halfling, also have Advantage versus Spells for saves. Counter Charm... So, so does he. You have Advantage on save. Uh, uh, counter Charm... You, you, you can't, it can't be right. One action? 
Yeah, it's one action you can change the effect. Yeah. But uh, you rolled an 18. You're you're fine. You're going to keep this. It should be a reaction, I think, right? No, it's one action. You have to do it in your turn to shake it off. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but you had advantage as well. Not that it matters. You already beat it. 18. Um, sorry, wisdom. I got, I got a whopping nine. Okay. Two gingerbread men appear at your feet, and you are compelled to eat them on your next turn. Gumdrop. Uh, what, what effect is this having on him? On Gumdrop? No, on uh, Twinkletoes. On him? Yeah. He is looking. Uh, he is looking at you. His eyes burn red, and he is saying, "You know, pray to him. And if you fail, you pray to him, and these two gingerbread men appear." Yes, but what benefit does that have to him? Is he healing? Is he getting bigger? Does he get none an erection? None of that's none of that's happening. You, there's no discernible effect on him when you are doing this. The two gingermen appear here. Okay. All right. Um, can I reach any creature directly in front of you? Uh, well, ten feet away from you because he failed his save. Is Nectar effect? Okay. Well, I'm out of spell slots, so I'm down for cantrips now. So I'll do uh, shock and grasp. Okay. You run forward and... Probably not going to do it, is it? Uh, like nine or something? Nine? Nine? No, unfortunately. You you swipe at him with your electrified, uh, electro, electrolyzed hand, and it just sw- burns through the air, the smell of ozone erupting in front of you. That's all I got. That's all I got. All I got. Okay. Another save. Not 20. Yeah. And, a, and a one. Ooh, good. 20 and a good. one. Uh... You shake off the urge. Again, eating these gingerbread men, not a good idea. So you shake your head. What would you like to do? Um, I'm going to... I'm going to run forward and attack Gumdrop. <laughs> Sneak attack style. No, I don't. Damn, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, what are you doing? Um, I am... I don't know... Shooting my bow at him. That's what it's come down to. Yeah, right. Bow. Bow attack. I miss. Miss. It was a nine. Okay, yeah. You miss. It shoots off wildly off to the side. um, Bedding in the stone. And you see uh, the Santa Claus figure is standing up finally. And he shakes off the dust and falls off to the side. And he is covered in this bright red uh, robe and his big white bushy beard is there and he starts to laugh um, this deep hearty laugh um, at last Santa Claus is free Nect Rupek sees this and cowers um, uh, the laugh the force of the laugh kind of having this effect of wind hitting him and he erupts into this more glitter as this as Santa finally stands um, Santa looks at the two of you and uh, his wide, jolly smile drawing you in, and he says, Thank you, friends. Now, if you will, please, come with me. And he pulls his hand back into him, and he, both of you to make charisma saves. Charisma? Oh. This is a magical effect, because you have advantage. Yeah. Do 13. I, uh, you do not have an advantage. Against 17. Oh, that's, uh... 24. 17. 17. Um... With your 24, you realize something's amiss here. Something's wrong with Santa Claus. Why do you want to hurt us? And you hear the sound of chains erupting out. And with a 17, which doesn't quite make the 18 that you needed, chains wrap around 
Benowitch's neck and his hands and his uh, feet, and he is pulled out from under him as his feet are pulled out from under him, and he lands on his back, bound his arms to his side as this long chain appears in Santa's hand. And he sits there and goes, I am Saint de Klaus. Oh, God, this fucker. <laughs> the patron saints of slavery, and you will come to me. Gumdrop, it's your turn. Shocking grasp on Saint Klaus. Uh, he's about 15 feet away from you. However, this chain that was coming from your friend, friend is running right by your head. And but he's attached to the chain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll fucking fire my hand crossbow at St. Daclaus. <laughs> See how this goes. Three, so no. It embeds in the wall behind him. And, uh, been a witch. Okay, what effect is this having? You are restrained. So I can I still have my action and everything else? Yes. Alright. Um, well, I guess I'm going to move my freaking Slayer's Prey over to him. And, uh, yep. I'm going to roll to hit. Okay. Do I have a disadvantage or advantage or anything like that? Uh, you have disadvantage. I had a feeling. Well, it's still a 22 to hit. You still hit him. Okay, that is a D8 plus the D6. And that is 12 points of piercing damage. Okay. And I am still caught up in this. Yeah. You managed to free a hand and shoot off this shot. Um, my, was my longbow? Yeah, you free both your hands and shoot off the okay. shot with your longbow. Um, it is then his turn, and he looks at you, and from his hand, he forms this uh, uh, small present that is bound and, and, and wrapped, and he whips it at you, uh, gumdrop. Yeah. Hitting you solidly in the middle of the chest. And as he does... This uh, chain and whatnot wraps around you as he pulls you in. Um, you are now both restrained, and he pulls you in slowly, saying, You will serve me, build my treats as I attack and enslave those from all around the world. And he pulls you in slowly. Yeah. Um, you get up to pretty much both of you are within five feet of him. Um, and he brings one of these massively booted feet and he lifts it up and he steps slowly onto uh, uh, Benowitch's chest. But you, with no Christmas spirit, don't belong. And he's going to push all of his strength um, against you. Roll a strength check, please. Save, check. Uh, check with disadvantage because you're bound. Eleven. He is going to push his foot into your chest. I got nothing left to give you. You are going to take 12 points of uh, oh. damage. Okay, it's getting dire here. Um, as he slowly is crushing your chest. Um, gumdrop. One last chance. What do you got in you, man? Um, I will run. I know he's pulling me, but I will run towards him and shock and grasp him. Okay, you run forward. You're uh, you're restrained. Your movements. Yeah, you can't move. You can't you're move. Restrained. You're restrained. So he has me. Oh in no, chain. no! You said that we were within five feet. Oh of yeah, him. you're within five feet. You can still oh, okay, you okay. can still like reach a hand out and like grasp his boot. Sure, I'll do that. Oh yeah, that you hit him. You 19. hit him. Good. Um, roll damage. Seven and one for eight points of lightning damage. 
He's not looking great as you uh, shoot electricity up at him. And he's covered in chain, right? He's still got this chain. Am I taking electricity damage? You will this? not. I'm not okay. going to make you take right. electricity damage on this one. Um, this this electricity spins up him, and you see the fire behind his eyes is sparking with this electric energy as he absorbs a little bit of this. Okay. Um, been a witch. It's your last turn. His foot is pressing up against you. Well, I guess the 13 doesn't hit, does it? No. With a short sword? No. I draw my short sword and... You're, you're cutting at his boot, chain. but it's it's far too thick of a leather. Thick rubber. Uh, and the chain is just leather. getting in the way as well. You don't quite get it. <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage. No. No, okay. I'm going to use my bonus action to dash. No. Uh, can I hide? Within the chain. No. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the rest of my turn to look over at at Gumdrop, and be like, I think I'm the ghost of Christmas past. Uh, Saint Decleos is going to push the rest of his weight onto your friend's chest. I got a ten. And with that, Bindle Witch expires. Oh, as... I get death saves. Hmm. I get death saves. No, this is straight up dead. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. He just, he just squishes a halfling. But Bob, underneath his massive boot. I'm yeah. a tensling now. <laughs> okay. And he's going to reach forward and grab a hold of Gumdrop, pulling Gumdrop in. Am I really dead? Uh, you have death saves. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you death saves on this one. Pulls you in and looks into your eyes and says, But you, with the Christmas spirits, you will join my army. Oh, my goodness. Okay, what do I do? It's your turn. What would you like to do? You are up to his face. What can I reach? His face. Can I, I still use my hands to do stuff? Yep, yep. I just want to reach into my backpack. And I want to grab my lantern full of oil. And I would like to smash it. Onto Roll an attack with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Nah, he's not looking good, hey? I'm just going to shock and grasp him. That'll work. 14 plus some things should hit him, right? Plus, uh... Yeah, no, that'll hit him. Okay. 21 total. Yeah. It's a different sponge, a different sheet I'm used to. Six and one. So seven points of lightning damage. He is on death's door. So am I. Okay. Roll Come a... On. Safe. Death save. Been a witch. That's a six. 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 You fail your first death save. Um, he is going to attempt to charm you with his last little bit of uh, energy. Roll a charisma check Six. as he uh, tries to dominate you. Fucking you have advantage. You have advantage. Yes. That'll get it. 18 plus some things. You feel his will fill your mind. And for a second, what he says sounds makes sense. Mm. You are... What does he say? Um, you are a, a paragon of all that is Christmas. Your entire life has been about what this being what this entity brings to the world right. but something seems to have twisted him and then as you're sitting there thinking as he is trying to entice you into his uh, coterie um, saying these sweet words of uh, affirmation upon you to pull you in and convince you to join him you shake it out and you realize that he was casting this arcane spell to pull you into his will hmm. it is your turn um <sighs> You know what? I'm gonna cast Shocking Grasp. One last time. You just, you just keep like. Sh just keep shocking Grasp. <coughs> 
And that'll hit him. That'll do it. 14. Roll damage. On the dice. Um. Oh, now dude. Now's the time. 11. How do you want to do it? 11 points of lightning damage. How do you want to kill Santa Claus? I want to get hold of this shocking grasp where normally somebody would let go. I'm not going to let go. I'm just going to okay. hold on until I have to put my own hand on my hand to hold on until he goes up like Marv of Home Alone. Nice. Fantastic. And I'm going to keep you get the You get the whiffs of a burning flesh. You see the hair on his face that was once bright and white and bushy go gray and patchy as you're electrocuting. And when I start to see his crotch smolder, I'm going to be like, Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, motherfucker! Um, oh, I'm sorry. I can't he say he dropped. No, we're leaving it in. He drops <laughs> you uh, on the ground uh, and takes a couple slow steps back. I need a death save from Bindlewitch. Sixteen. Sixteen. I'm one on one. You're one on one. Okay. Um, he looks at you. He looks betrayed, hurt. Fuck you. He betrayed me. Um, horribly mangled. His breathing heavy, and he snaps a finger and erupting from the uh, candy above are 12 uh, dire rhinoceroses. What? From this large oh, thing. the Christmas The large Christmas candy above in the thing. He snaps and these 12 dire rhinoceroses, the lead one with a bright red horn, uh, ride down, scoop him up. And as he rides away, then bursting through the outer wall and shooting off towards What's the What's happening sky. with the chains? Do you let go of the chains? He's let going of the chains. You guys are still attached to them, but they're on the ground. Um, he is shouting out that he will get you next year, and he will bring you to his uh, coterie. You will be a part of my tribe and my army, and together we will rule and enslave everybody. And he flies off into the uh, sky. He leaves. Uh. What happens to us? That's an eight. Well, your oh, friend's slowly bleeding out and beside you. I'll do a medicine check on him. Uh, you have to break out of the chains first. Oh, fuck. Roll a strength check. It's five. I have a negative modifier on strength. No, I rolled a four. You're dead? Yeah. Can, do, I, do, I, do I get some last words? You get a last word. that we are going to come to a close on our christmas special gumdrop the sole survivor of christmas <laughs> bound and chained in a large empty yeah room. i'm still stuck in the chains yeah um we'll have to discover what happens to gumdrop at a later date oh my goodness so gumdrop as you are standing there alone in this tower you see saint Cleos flying on his 12 dire rhinoceroses out into the horizon you hear this high-pitched, cackling laughter as he flies away. The scent of the dire rhinoceroses, which permeates everything in this room now. Their thick odor assaulting your senses. He flies towards Tinkerville, almost homing 
on the location that is the dearest to Gumdrop. Murderous rage in his eyes as he flies over. I look out at him flying away and I'll say, You ruined Christmas for me, and you will never forget the name Gumdrop Grinch Spitwhistle. Guys, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, nobody's ever asked me that before. Is uh, that a British thing? Nobody <laughs> asked you. Right, we here. don't ask. We don't. We don't celebrate. Uh, my my list of things were all like a bunch of woodworking tools and or like D and D related. Like I I went to the bookstore and just took a bunch of pictures of the D and D books I don't have. Yeah, and sent them out of the blue to my wife, and she's like, "This is your Christmas list," and I'm like, "Yes." Oh, I like that. Do you know what I want? Actually, is just booze. Now that sounds strange, but I mean. I, I really next year want to get into making good drinks. I like beer and craft beer and stuff, but I want to be able to make like good short glass cocktails and stuff. Well, and, here, let me give you a little hint, Terry. If you take Dr. Pepper, and yeah. it's, it's three quarters Dr. Pepper, one quarter Fireball, that's actually called a Christmas, and weirdly, it tastes like Christmas smells. It's <laughs> I'm not joking. Check it out. Christmas three, smells like Dr. Three quarters Pepper. Dr. Pepper, one quarter Fireball. Okay. And it's called a Christmas. And that's, and that's, that's it. it. And that's about as creative as our cocktails get in Canada. <laughs> Take Fireball and mix it with some sort of pop or soda, they call it in another country. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. It's it's pop. Soda. Does, I say soda. I've, does it have bubbles? Do bubbles soda, Dan, or do they pop? <laughs> no, it's so. Anyway, in my, today, country, in my country, lemonade is a completely different thing. <laughs> like uh, Sprite and 7-Up, we call lemonade. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Down in the States, lemonade and iced tea are very different than they are up here, too. Yeah. I, I like like sweet like sweet tea, lemon, uh, like iced tea. I love it. Like Southern style iced tea is, is the best. What's, but, what's your go-to Christmas drink? Eggnog. What? What? Eggnog. Really? My go-to Christmas drink is eggnog. I'm not a big actual drinker. I'm talking like non-alcoholic. Okay, all right. You take you take a dark roast coffee. You top it up with Bailey's. Bailey's, absolutely. Bailey's is something. And a little bit of nutmeg, just a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, just just a little dash of it, and it's gonna make it's gonna make your day better. All right. That's how I that's how I start off every Christmas. (laughs) It's also how I start off every day. But (laughs) fucking hell, Dan. (laughs) Merry Christmas.